Hey everybody, welcome to the Growing with Fishes podcast, um, episode number forty-seven. Um, we're still having a, a couple of issues trying to get the the guest in the um, channel, but it looks like we are going to be able to get him in. Hopefully, um, he's just. We might take him a little bit longer. I had to reboot a couple of times, and we had to fix a couple of things. So, apologize for being late. I'm also in, literally just pulled into my driveway at the new place at like five thirty, and and hopped on immediately ran to set up my computer. So. I apologize. Um, how's everybody doing this week? Good man, how you doing? I'm doing good. I'm a little crazy. What's yeah. uh what's yeah. new with you while we're waiting? Uh just cleaned out one of the trim bins, got some good uh good old sifts there working on. Do you so, wanna tell people what a trim bin is or maybe show them if they haven't seen one? I don't know if I'll handle it. Uh it's unfair, and I'm too lazy for that, but maybe next week. <laughs> but basically it's just a, a bin that has uh I, I guess technically it's two bins. It's a it's like a tub. It's got a little place for your arms to fit in so that um uh you can trim inside of you know, kind of uh I don't know what's the best I guess it's like half of a tub and it's got a screen in the bottom and then another tub underneath it so that the screen filters out all of the, um, basically everything except for the trike heads and maybe some really small pet material, but it, it's pretty good. Mostly the ones I have, I'll, I'll bring it up next week and, and show you guys, but basically it's just a way for the trichomes to settle down into the a second layer and you trim inside of it. So you don't make a big mess all over the place anyway. So that's it. What size of screen does it have in it? I have no idea. It's about like that. <laughs> no, <I'm kidding. laughs> you mean micron size i'm sure but uh, yeah um i don't know but it, it's got to be pretty small because there's not there's not much of anything in here i mean i'm sure there's a little bit but it, it's pretty good my camera is shitty or else i'd try and show you better than that but i posted a picture of it in the group earlier <laughs> if you want to check that out uh let's see other than that still still house shopping i'm gonna go look at a couple houses <clears throat> and uh yeah, that's that's pretty much about it. Gardening wise, let's see. I made a video about uh, doing a flower power plant extraction, so that's up on Patreon. Um, I had my kids go around and collect a bunch of like uh, dandelions and different stuff like that, and uh, threw it in. Recorded a video on that, so that should be done in you know about a week and a half or so. I'll feed that and. Uh, Hitting the uh, girls about twice a week with tea right now, but I'm just in vegging, so not too much going on. Just uh, just chilling. Awesome. Hey, welcome, Hogmaster. Sorry about that. No problem. We all, okay. we all have had technical here. issues at one point or another. I know there was an episode where uh, I think when I was in Jamaica, Marty, you remember that? Where my mic wouldn't work, and then when my mic would work, my camera wouldn't work, and then when my camera yeah. wouldn't work, my mic would work, and then it would disconnect, and we go through all kinds of crap. And then we had one where neither one of us could broadcast video to it. We still don't know. Oh, yeah, that was weird. Like, everything worked fine, but neither one of us, like, it wouldn't take video or do anything at all. So it's a little finicky sometimes, for sure. That's yeah. crazy. I ended up having to use my phone. <laughs> all things. Yep. Old school. Right? Yep. Sometimes the backups are the best. That was the only thing I could figure to do, so I got. I was about to throw the computer out the window. <laughs> well, thanks for joining us. Um, 
uh, why don't you uh, uh, tell us a little bit about yourself? I know you were a veteran and a chance to um, you served uh, in the in the military for us, and um, you uh, uh, had some issues with uh, um, you know uh, PTSD and some other things coming back that affected you. Um, and you've you've really uh, been a really good example of how cannabis can help people, um, it, you know, advance and and help out, uh, especially with uh, with veterans uh, dealing with similar situations. Um, uh, thanks very much for joining us this week. Well, I appreciate you having me. Yeah, I've uh, served for eight years, and uh, after that, worked, and I got hurt at work and ended up getting a fusion in my spine. I have two six-inch rods, six screws, and they put me on methadone and oxycodone and hydrocodone and for relaxers and here recently, I've made up my mind that I was done with the crap and decided to go 100% medical cannabis. And I have been almost four months clean now. That's congratulations. Impressive. Yeah, congratulations. It was very hard. I mean, don't get me wrong. You're still going to have the feeling of... Uh, the withdrawals for at least a week to a week and a half because I went from 250 10 milligram uh, heck I've been on so much stuff but methadone and windled it down to 90 within three months and then just cold turkey quit here just a few months ago and been using oils, waxes, edibles, and smoking, and have no desire to go back to it, and my head's been clearer than it's been in at least 10 years since before the surgery. That's really cool. That's wonderful. How did you, um, what made you decide to, to turn to cannabis for the, uh, for the tr you know, to, to, treat, to treat that? And I ended up finding some really good genetics through Robert Bergman at ILGM. And I've just had really good luck with the people that are even on there. I mean, there's just so much help. And I've been growing for several years, but just recently started indoor. And it's just the quality is, I mean, that's the number one thing. If you're wanting to get off of pharmaceuticals, your genetics are 100%. They got to be good. So are you primarily using your own uh, homegrown medication, uh, meds? Yes. I grow for myself. I've been growing for about 20 years. And what Out strain... Go ahead. What strains do you find have helped you the most? Uh, currently, I found that Chronic Widow, Afghan, White Widow, and what else was there? Bubblegum. Those are four. And the Super Skunk, I've also had very good luck with. 
I also make my own waxes and edibles, so that helps as well. Sure, do you want to talk a little bit about like maybe some of the different strategies you use? You mentioned, you know, taking it in several different ways, which I think is is important. Um, do you, you want to talk about some of the some of the reasons why you choose to do more than just one, like say just edibles or just smoking? Um, I'm actually, I've been just kind of piddling to find out what works best for me. Mm-hmm. And to be honest, I've had great luck with every one of them. Just smoking a number, getting a couple hits off of it. I can tell just a huge difference. I mean, even taking a dab, I mean, it's the same thing. It just lasts longer. Sure. So, but I mean, the medicinal use, regardless of how I ingested, I've had very good luck. That's awesome. uh, One of the brownie recipes that I have, I cook my butters for about 48 to 60 hours. And then I have my butter and it is potent and it does wonderful. Yeah, that's uh, the great part about butter or infused uh, coconut oil or anything like that is then you can use it in lots of different stuff, right? <clears throat> yeah, it's it's been wonders. It really has. I mean, you can even make chocolates. I mean, just about anything you can use butter for, you can make some macaroni and cheese with it. Yeah, green eggs and ham has been made once upon a time. Yeah. <laughs> Yes, it has. <laughs> I'm, a, <laughs> I'm a big fan of green rice. You put that on some tacos. Wow. Oh, you can't that. Yeah. I'm not kidding. Green eggs and ham is delicious. If you haven't tried it, yeah. you should. Especially with some blue cheese. Complements the, the cannabis flavor with the eggs. So good. That's funny because I just got some blue cheese at the grocery store today. All right. I know. Uh, I know. I've been. Um, I don't know. What kind of um, extractions are you doing? Are you doing CO two or BHO or rosin or? Um, here lately, I've just been using grain alcohol. Okay. Do you want to explain to people a little bit of um, that kind of method? Um, a lot of people out there haven't aren't familiar with uh, alcohol extraction. Well, uh, there's actually several different ways that I've done shatters with using the alcohol. I've done RSO oils with it. And I've also made, oh man, there's let's see here. I like to use a double boiler method. You definitely have to make sure you have great ventilation no matter what you are making. Rather it be with alcohol or the benzo because this stuff is you'll blow your house up so i highly recommend fans and ventilation doing it outside absolutely if that's an option that's probably one of the best (laughs) but i like doing the double boiler method Uh, i lay out a 14 by 10 
inch glass pan and uh, I'll actually start out with my cannabis. I'll throw it in the freezer. I'll throw my alcohol in the freezer for 24 hours and I'll take a stick and kind of like I'm making bubble hash a little bit, get it worked around. Uh, I'll put it in a uh, coffee filter and sorry, I got lost there for a second. Um, for my RSO, it depends which method you're wanting to hear about. If you want to hear how I make my RSO, if you want to hear how I make my shatter. I also make bubble hash. I was actually interested in hearing how you make your shatter from uh, your, uh, grain alcohol. Okay, I will take uh, the double boiler method and I will uh, it's almost identical to making RSO oil. I mean, it's practically the same except you're laying it out in a bigger pan and you're cooking it longer and it just it'll finally bubble itself out to where there'll be no bubbles i pull it off let it set and scrape the stuff off and it's a beautiful yellow color now do you do your uh, extraction you do the whole extraction cold you were saying uh no, I... Uh, oh, wait, no, that was with your butter. You... Go ahead. No, I use the double boiler method. I heat it up, get it hot, get it all cooked, and then I'll strain it into the bigger pan through a coffee filter and then allow it to cook off of it. So I'm actually cooking it twice, if that makes sense. Yep. Okay, okay. Um that that's really awesome. Uh, you don't hear too many people making um you know the ethyl extract uh it's definitely safer than BHO, but you know it does still have some risks. So you know, disclaimer we're not uh responsible if you blow yourself up using any of these methods. Absolutely. And there's always bubble hash is fun to make and I cheap. So I have the nice flat uh, hair straightener with the clamps. I'll make bubble hash and then squeeze it and get the resin out of it as well. Nice. Uh, what, uh, what kind of returns do you get with the hair straightener? Um, depends how much I have to side to make I normally only do one gallon but I have one gallon bubble bags so I don't do a whole lot at a time I'll do maybe two ounces at a time and I'll get at least two grams three grams out of that I mean the grade of it I mean depends how I end up doing at that time because sometimes I'll just mix it all together and sometimes I'll separate the grades also of the bubble hash before I press it. 
I found it makes a big difference to separate your, you know, your 73 micron and your 25 micron um, compared to, you know, say, uh, those are much cleaner burning, especially in the dabber. Uh, then you know your 120 or and especially the 160 the 160 definitely has a little bit of extra junk in it um, but the 120 is a little you know mostly clean uh, and then your 73 is is super clean and some people have a 45 too which is also pretty good but 73 is your gland head size so yeah usually whenever i do yeah as as well as uh 90 micron that one's also super fire yep yeah whenever i do my 73 i usually end up just doing like a keef extraction with dry ice and then I'll extract it that way. Okay. Yeah. Have you find that you get a, with the rosin, do you find that it affects the quality with dry ice versus bubble? Yeah. I think there, I think I can tell a huge difference. I think it's much better bubble than with the dry ice. Yeah. I, I, kind of reached the same conclusion too having tried dry sift and you know the ice dry uh, free dry ice and then the bubble seems like the dry sift and the um, bubble come out real clean and then the uh, you know the other uh, what you call it the dry ice comes out a lot dirtier because you end up with some of the frozen mash you know crumbled you know plant material Looks like he's having a mic issue or something. So, what uh, is anyone else here have bubble bags? What size do you guys use? I have a set of fifty or five gallon and a set of thirty gallon. I have a set of the one gallon and a set of the five gallon, and I've yet to use the five gallon. I've used the one gallon over and over though. Or I don't have any. I have extractor buddies. <laughs> yeah, I don't have one. I don't have any either. Huh? I haven't never done it. Never got around to it. Like, what, do you, what do you like for agitation? Uh, I have just a power drill with a spatula on the end. It works really good. <laughs> hey, yeah, works. actually, uh, I have a video where that's exactly what I use <laughs> in my extraction. <laughs> and I've actually found like the slower you go on the first run, you'll get amazing quality on your first run and then after that i just go crazy and try and get everything that's left you know yep the other thing too when you do the rosin i don't know if you're doing this you can take your pressed rosin bags especially if you're doing bubble or or um, dry sift or shit even dry ice you take it and you throw it in your um, crock pot or throw it in a pot uh, with your butter, your oil, your sunflower oil, or your coconut butter, you cook it down, then you got to really, you know, you're getting a, another whole other product off of your, your rosin production. Right. So there's no reason to, to let that go to waste just because it's trapped in the, in the you know, filter material. I have this process where I put all my trim in a big bag and I take it to my buddy and I go, here you go. And then I come back like a week later and then it's a slab. That's how it works. <laughs> You guys don't know. <laughs> <laughs> I enjoy doing the extractions with the I'm, with the I'm bubble sure bags anyway. I just don't have time to do more shit and buy more shit. <laughs> <laughs> I know, but it's just nice to have a really fire head stash, you know. But yeah. but yeah, I mean, I have like, you know, I'm, I'm well stocked anyway. It, it's just good to have good friends. That's what do they they just charge you a percentage of what they get out of it? 
Yeah, something like that. Yeah, we've so been like friends. standard. We've been a long time, so it's not. Really I'd be like, I don't want money, man. Just give me like fifteen, ten percent of your uh, yield from it. You know, you know what the going rate is, the market rate for for processing. It's between forty and fifty percent take for the. Uh, it's what now? So if someone wants, for example, like in California, most of the people that I work with for the rosin production, uh, we keep forty mm percent; -hmm. they get sixty percent. Yeah, it's pretty standard, Damn. I think. Okay. But it's nice because then no money changes hands and you don't have to worry about, you know, there's, there's, it's just easier that way. Then you can turn around and, and, uh, you know, sell it at your dispensary to your dispensary or package yeah, it up and, and whatever. Oh yeah. I would definitely do that. Especially in California. Especially it's easy to just go to your dispensary. Whoa, Roger. I'm doing, I'm sorry. Oh. Double join. Hold on. <laughs> Mute your mic, please. There you go. Awesome. Squeaky. Sorry about that. Now we're okay. now we're good. We got. Sorry about that, guys. I didn't mean oh, to. No audio. No, you got audio, buddy. We're there. Hello, hello, hello. It's a good day for issues. I know everybody's having problems today. Roger was working fine. You working, Roger? Can Hello, you Roger. Yes. I don't think so. We can hear him. We can hear you. Anyways, I'll type to him in chat. Um, where oh, were we? Bubble. Believe we were talking about rosin. So, who we got watching live tonight? Uh, we uh, it's like Silver on Thirty Two. He was gonna try and join us today. He's gonna join us on the show here in the next couple of weeks. We're gonna try and get him on as a regular. Uh, he's real interested in, in joining us regularly. Um, for those of you guys who don't know, he's the YouTuber that has the longest running or continuous running aquaponic cannabis channel on the internet. Um, as far as I'm aware, as best as any of us could research. So, uh, oh, yeah, yeah, definitely. He's always he's doing uh, all kinds of research for people. Yep. Yeah, he was. I think he was the only one that had anything documented when I started, as far as cannabis goes. That was, like, I guess, like four or five years ago now. But he was, <clears throat> he was the only one I could find that was like, like you saying, continually posting updates and stuff like that. There's some like random dude from like 1992 that has like a half-assed presentation up where he's like, you guys see this? He's like injecting nutrients into the roots and shit like that it's pretty what the fuck yeah it's pretty weird but th that's the oldest reference i can find to growing <clears throat> growing cannabis and aquaponics but it's just like this one little like presentation thing and it, uh, it's pretty weird there was that other guy um remember i sent you that article i was trying to dig up that article again but i cannot find it remember it was like from the night it was like 96 or 95 or 97 it was from some obscure it was like cannabis.com or marijuana.com or or growboards.com or something like super ancient it was like this old archived post and um uh it had a method where this guy was taking um cannabis and he was growing it uh, in um, he, he had some kind of like 
uh, I think he was using peat on top and then putting uh, the, the hydro beads underneath, almost like a dual root zone. But then he was taking the waste from his filters and dumping the waste on top. So instead of like a soil layer, it was like a fish shit layer, mm -hmm. if that makes sense. Um, yeah. But it was the concept was similar. Um, and then he was also adding a little bit of extra potassium into that fish shit layer. Um, mm. I don't think I've seen that one. Sounds cool. But yeah, I could have sworn I sent that to you a long time ago. So when we like first started doing the show, I'd, I found it. So you might have, and I just don't remember it. I do smoke a little bit of weed. Yeah, I posted it up on that Aquachronic Reddit. And then I don't know the guy. There was a guy named Cisco from Colorado. Uh, used to be on Aquapo or used to be on Aquaponic, Reddit Aquaponics a lot, and he like disappeared and like decided he didn't want to have anything to do with aquaponic cannabis or I don't know something weird. So he uh, let he's the admin of that group, and I can't get a hold of him to like relinquish it. So might just have to make a new Reddit group or trying to figure out like what platform everybody wants to have like a thing that's not connected to Facebook. Because I keep getting a request for like a second social portal for people. Um, I do have uh, growing with uh, fishes.com, and we also have the aquaponic forum over at I Love Growing Marijuana. So maybe that's what we should we should direct people um, at least for now. That's yeah, good. I was gonna yeah, say I do enjoy the <clears throat> I do enjoy the forum over there at ILGM. Everybody's real friendly, like Roger is always saying. Yep. Sorry guys, sorry I screwed things up. I decided to put my laptop on and I didn't know it was gonna do that, so I apologize. The learning okay. experience. Yeah, but I'm back inside you know, too pretty to be in the dark, see. <laughs> Well, uh, so, Hogmaster, do you want to tell us a little bit more about, um, I don't know, how, you know, how cannabis, as somebody else is going through, you know, uh, trying to kick off of um, uh, any of the things you mentioned, you know, I don't know if you want to go over them again, um, but, you know, how how someone maybe as a family member uh, or maybe they themselves are trying to, to kick off of methadone or, or Oxycontin or some of the other stuff, um, how would they get started with cannabis? You know, what would be your recommendation to someone that's been there and, and gone through that? My recommendation is if you're in a legal state, that is awesome. Uh, if you're not, that's uh, entering your own risk terms there, I would say. But um, sure. starting off, I'd absolutely go with getting the best quality cannabis you can find. And if you can go to the store and buy it, that's great. If you can't, then, I mean, some people have to grow it. So I personally uh, prefer to grow myself because it ends up paying for itself in the long run, even with uh, going to the pharmacist and going to the doctor. I mean, you're saving thousands of dollars a year to pharmaceutical companies and the way I got off of it myself I started just having a hit or two here and there smoke a joint uh, just wean myself down till I felt comfortable completely stopping the medication And then just 
the first, I'd say, week and a half after I completely stopped the medicine, you will go through withdrawals. I don't care if you're down to 20 or 40 or 50 of them. The stuff that is in that medicine, we have no idea what they put in it. I got tired of putting stuff in my body that I did not know what it was. And my only other option that I felt was, that was safe. And I've been smoking this stuff for over 35 years. So have you ever uh, had any uh, experience with CBD varieties? Yes, I have actually. Uh, there's a state not too far from me where I can actually pick that up. And it's only around 3% CBD. But I was fortunate enough to find 5% on ILGM. And I've ordered it and actually had a request from my mother and father because they want to do the same thing. They, my mother had breast cancer, has been a 10-year-plus survivor, uh, been through chemo three different times because the cancer's come back. And with my back surgery and everything they've seen me go through over the last years, they can't believe that I've lost over 100 pounds and stopped taking all that medication, and now they're willing to try it. I'm interested to say that her mom and dad want to try medical marijuana. Or so, so much and my mom has smoked in her life, never drank in her life, never done anything. If she's had alcohol, I've seen her drink twice. And I was shocked because she just she finally started to wake up and do some research and one of her actually moved to Oregon and retired because he could get off all that crap and do that up there. Through legal state. You gotta gotta love that. So well and I think that was a big decision maker on her part to give it a shot. So you know anything I can do to help them Anybody I can. Absolutely. Well, it's a legal state despite all the efforts of the, uh, the state regulators. <laughs> it's still legal in certain aspects. I mean, there's no doubt you talk a lot of stuff about, you know, uh, the politics of legalization in Oregon or Washington or any of those. Obviously, I talk more about Oregon because I'm in Oregon. You know, and there are a lot of downsides to legalization that have been put on the growers and, you know, obviously myself included. Um, but you can't, you can't make, or I guess you can't discount the fact that still, if you have the ability to walk into a dispensary and legally buy medication uh, and treat yourself without getting uh, arrested, you can... Um, you know, so it's obviously better than what we, what a lot of states experience with total prohibition. Um, you know, it, it, you can just drive to Oregon and walk into a dispensary and buy extracts, 
you can buy uh, you know a number of different stuff. You don't have to have a medical card. So especially for people that are looking to try it, um, you know, it, it, especially a lot of a lot of um, veterans, I would think, would probably want to, you know, especially if they've never experienced it before. You know, you want to be able to try it out. Um, you know, that that's a way that you can get access. Where in other states, you have to basically risk your freedom just to see if it might work for you. So there are still upsides with as much as we talk about uh, Oregon legalization or California or any of the, basically any of the legal states have been sort of shitty for growers, at least for patients who still get access where you don't have to risk your freedom. So that's a, that's a bright spot for Oregon for sure. Absolutely. Yeah, I recently made a trip to Colorado and I was shocked the price difference between there and what I've heard in California and other places. And what are you yeah. what what is your price point you're referencing? I'm really curious on it now. They were doing ounces of sift for a hundred dollars. Of dry sift? Yeah. Holy shit. That's not bad. And um, there, if you were to go buy it like a, you'd buy an eighth for 35 bucks, get one for half off. Mm -hmm. So. Shit, a hundred dollar ounce of tricep would be worth it just to press into rosin and bring it back to them. <laughs> I got two of them. So I was happy. And it was nice because the last day there, uh, they'd recognized me from a few other visits. So they were mighty kind on my choices of what I wanted to take. It is kind of funny, and I was thinking about this the other, especially where I was a couple of days. Ago. Oh, when I, especially when I was up at uh, a visiting Spectrum King, and then this other grow that I wouldn't let me do video, but I'll tell you guys about once they're there. They, they let me tell you guys about that. I had to sign an NDA for at least a period of time before I could tell you about the other place. But um, we uh, we checked out. Uh, but uh, I had a chance to go check out Spectrum King and stuff, and it, I had somebody with me that wasn't used to. Um, being around, just being in like around the pot industry, and they had never seen like trash bags full of weed before. And like, all I'm sure all of us, or most of us, or a lot of people leaving us in the show, uh, are super used to you know just having like pounds and pounds of trim or or bud or whatever, and working and processing it, and or even just at harvest time having like you know a whole bunch of pounds sitting around. And it's just kind of funny where a lot of people you know they've never bought an ounce before, you know, in a large part of the country. I'm sure at least a portion of our listeners has never bought more than an eighth, you know, or a quarter, you know. So it's just kind of funny. Uh, every once in a while you forget that, uh, you know, we're, we're spoiled in certain ways. Well, I know since I stopped taking my medication, I don't have less than a pound on hand, or at least try not to have less than that. And, and do you find that the flour helps you more than the extracts, or? Actually, I find that both of them help me about the same. It's just the duration of how long they work. So compared to taking a couple hits off your one-hitter, 
talking pulling a dab, you're talking a two hour relief to a four to six hour relief. Or yeah, that's awesome. poker, you take a couple of his every couple of hours and you feel great all day. That's how yep. I try to stay. I feel like I feel like me and Marty uh, do a just dab all day long. You're lucky enough to have a job where you can do that. I wish I did. So, but what a you know, what a go ahead. Sorry. It it just you get so tired of people telling you what to do. There's ways around stuff, and I don't give a shit who you are. Excuse my language, but. If you work hard, damn it, they, it, it's just, it's a ridiculous law and everybody knows it and there's nothing we can do about it and it sucks. Yeah, absolutely. Especially when you have certain state governments. I know we just talked about, um, you know, Governor Christie, who they have a mountain of evidence. He, he even has family, uh, a family member that has a pretty severe seizure disorder. Um, and, you know, the bastards still won't legalize, you know, and it's like, what the hell is wrong with you? Thankfully, they did pass some measure of medical, but they had to go around the governor in order to achieve that. And it's like, what the hell is wrong with you, dude? Like, and it, and this also goes back to you know when I was ranting against um, uh, CBD being Schedule One, they're only hurting you know elderly people and children and you know super severe you know severely sick people and you know just people that fucking need it. See, and I can tell the difference between if I just take CBD oil for a day. I mean, you get a little bit of a, cere a cerebral high but you're not getting all stoned out because it doesn't have the THC, but the medicinal use for it is, I mean, it's just as good as smoking a joint. I mean, for me personally, I get the benefit either way I go. I just prefer to smoke it because I like having both benefits. <laughs> Awesome. Do you have um? Uh, so, was a, uh, I guess what, at what point when you were trying to um recover did you decide to turn to cannabis or were you kind of just using it the whole time and then just kind of use that to, or turn to it more heavily uh, uh, afterwards? Well, where I'm located, you can get a lot of brick, nasty brown crap, and. If you want the good stuff, you got to pay for it. And I got tired of paying for it and figured out that, hey, you know what? I feel a hell of a lot better when I have one of these than if I have 30 milligrams of these or 60 milligrams of these in a day. And like I said, I just, uh, the stuff that they put in that medication, we have no idea what the hell it is. I don't care if it's made in China or if it's made over here in the States. There is stuff in that stuff that shouldn't be in there and people shouldn't be on it. And there are a lot better choices out there 
and cannabis just happens to be the one that I think will shut the pharmaceutical companies down. And we've seen that. In fact, the um, what was it? New Mexico. They applied for um, uh, the. There was a big, big rehab group that was. Uh, is still is widely using um, cannabis oil uh, to treat people coming off of opioid addiction, specifically because it. No, it won't solve your cravings and stuff, but it definitely makes them easier to deal with. Um, you know, I've definitely I had a friend of mine that was addicted to heroin when I was a teenager in my early twenties, and we locked him in my my extra bathroom, and we had there was a window on it we could feed him through it and he couldn't go anywhere and we locked him in there we gave him all the weed and all the food he wanted for three days and and after that you know he made it through at least the worst of it um you know there was a little inflatable mattress in there and everything it was a pretty big bathroom it's not like a, a powder room or something <laughs> but you know he had everything he needed he was cooking him four really nice meals a day and uh and then we helped him get off of it because he was a good friend of ours and you know sometimes you have to do something like that to help people but when you have something like cannabis or something else that you can use to calm it i know i have a really good friend of mine um that runs get ibogaine uh, ibogaine is another great uh option out there for people that are trying to kick opioid addiction it will chemically block the receptors from from getting high so you can't you know the person smokes it and they simply can't get high now it's they're going to be pretty sick when they smoke it. It'll make you vomit and make you nauseous, and it's not the most pleasant thing in the world. Um, but it will fix the problem at the end of the four to six hours it takes to wear off. Um, and I've had to save a couple of friends of mine's lives. Um, and I also know that other people use Kratom as well uh, uh, to help treat their opioid addiction, which is now, you know, they're trying to make that illegal. I don't think they have yet, but... Um, it's kind of ridiculous that they're just attacking the stuff that's actually helping people. See, and I've actually tried the Kratom, but did not have very good luck with it. It's, you got to choke that nasty shit down. It's easier if you mix it with a little bit of orange juice and some iced tea. Not only maybe 11 in there. It's, it's pretty nasty. I, I still have trouble. <laughs> <laughs> I have a, uh, well, a friend of mine has a, a, a little tree and, I don't know. We'll see if it lives. He, he picked it up a couple a couple months ago, but um, yeah, it actually comes from a tree, and the potency changes based on the time of year that you pick the leaves. So, oh, yeah, it's kind of a strange plant. It's it is definitely <laughs> a strange plant. So. But yeah, if you're you know if you're trying to kick kick it, it can definitely help, well, at least help some people. You know, not everyone though. I, had a, I knew someone that uh, got addicted to opioids after a motorcycle accident and been using them pretty heavy for seven to ten years, yeah. and um, his liver was given out, and uh, he ended up turning to kratom because it was an alternative, and he now just drinks you know four strong cups of kratom a day, and it helps him with his pain and um, you know weaned him off of the opioids. So that's wow. awesome. Any any story hearing somebody coming off of that stuff is great, no matter as long as it's uh, healthier. Yep, I know. Um, I had my jaw busted up. In fact, that's kind of why I grow my goatee. I um, mean, my jaw busted up real bad when I was a late uh, teenager. I was going to BM. I was practicing to be a BMX rider, and I used to go to the skate park every day. And I went off the top of this uh, uh, ramp in the skate on the street park, and. Um, 
flew up and this rollerblader slammed into me and I landed chin first on the coping, busted out the whole big chunk of my front jaw. Um, and they Oof. put it all back together. And uh, I woke up in the middle of that surgery and damn near choked the doctor to death. So that was kind of fun. But uh, they put me on codeine. Yeah, woke up in the middle of the surgery. My mom heard screaming. She goes back. I got my, my like death grip on the on the dentist on you know the the oral surgeon's throat, and they can't get my hands off of him. I was like th- thirteen at the time. I think memory serves me right. And it, they took four people to pry my hands off of his neck, but he was like turning blue. <laughs> it was awesome. As my mom told me all this because I don't you know I just woke up. I don't even remember any of it, but. Anyways, uh, they gave me codeine, and I know uh, coming off of the codeine uh, after the for the, all the pain and stuff was the worst, the worst experience I've ever had with drugs by far. It made my skin crawl, and I just I don't wish that on anybody. That is just, the side effects from the withdrawal were insane. And the anesthesia could have had a lot to do with that as well, because that yep. stuff is just as bad as anything else, as far as I'm concerned. Yep. In fact, when I, I twisted my sacrum inside my pelvis, uh, back when I worked for the aquaponic source, I fell on the ice. And they wanted to get me immediately on opioids, and I was like, fuck no. Like, I'm not going through that again. So I was taking one to two 2,000 milligram Reese's cups of um, uh, 2,000 milligram THC uh, uh, and just, you know, laying down and relaxing because, <laughs> you know, that's a heavy dose. <laughs> Yeah. Most people are taking about yeah. 100 milligrams. You know, 50 Super sedating. That would have so, me asleep for about 10 hours, probably. Well, I, it would, I, I could sleep for. Yeah. So I, at one point, I was taking four a day when I was going through physical therapy. <laughs> so, wow. but it gets you through the pain, and it and it you're you're still you know relatively functional once you you know get kind of used to it. See, and what pain's really there? You can still kind of feel it, but you yeah. don't care. Yep. Or you won't overdo like, it. You know, a little bit of pain's good. You want to know if you're going to hyperextend it and make it worse, or, or, or you know, if it's inflamed, you don't want to make it worse. So that's why you know a little bit of pain is okay. You know, you don't want to totally numb yourself out. You, you might do something else by accident to yourself and not <laughs> even realize it. I, I've done it. Exactly. <laughs> Absolutely. Isn't it funny though how whenever we were younger, we all like. Yeah, we go to the doctor and they would give us like uh, Tylenol with codeine and we'd get pissed off. And now we're talking about how we never want to do anything stronger than Tylenol with codeine again because that shit ruins your life. No, I don't even do codeine. Fuck codeine. Like, I don't even, I don't even with that. I'll just do, like, I, I a, it doesn't be pretty <laughs> severe pain for me to train to some other than cannabis. And I've had pretty severe back pain. And if I can treat that with cannabis, <laughs> it can't be too much more that you can't treat, well, <laughs> at least pain wise. Like I said, I have those two six-inch rods, six screws in my back. One of the screws is actually broken in my back. Yikes. Another screw is two inches long, and it's bent in the bone somehow. So whenever that stuff started rattling around and I went in and had the x-rays done, they couldn't believe that I was still standing, and they wanted to go in through the front of my stomach and brace the front of my spine. And I was like, you guys are no way. Hell no. I will deal with it. And I've dealt with it for eight years. And the medications just it got me to a point that 
whenever you have a $35,000 deductible for your insurance, I'm sorry, that's just, that's ridiculous. When five years ago, people had a $2,000 deductible for their insurance. Yeah, you know, how are people supposed to come up with, you know, as much as of a car or, you know, a down payment on a house just for medication? Hell, you that's know? some people's salary. Yeah, yeah. Shit, that was my salary for many years when I was younger. Yeah. Well, and you're fortunate to be able to have that well of a salary when you were younger because there's people in the state I'm in now that, hell, they're lucky to make that. Yep. That's one thing we can all say we're very blessed about the cannabis industry is it does help us provide for ourselves and others quite a bit. For sure. That's for sure. And that's my main goal is to help anybody I can with this. Vets, people that have had injuries, just anything that will help someone get off of the pharmaceuticals because there are so many more options. I mean, you don't even have to get high. The CBD oil works just as well. Have you talked to any other veterans? Um, I don't know. We've had some other veterans on the show before talking to them about, you know, PTSD and and cannabis and and some of the other stuff. Have you had uh, any experiences like that? That's a part of my life I actually have blocked out that I actually probably should talk to people about, but I haven't. I've kind of blocked that part of my life out. Sure. And act like it never happened because it's just it's easier it is what it is (laughs) sure but and i'm in a location right now to where i don't really i mean i stay to myself Mm -hmm. i mean i do my job i come home i provide for my family i don't bother anybody i don't do anything wrong as far as i'm concerned and that's what matters Yep. Yeah, that, and that's great. You know, like however, however you need to put one foot in front of the other, you know, like I think our, you know, so many of us are just concerned about the, the guys that don't figure out a way to do that. Um, and, and so just knowing that you're able to do what you're doing, um, you know, without, without really any information about your, you know, background or, or any of that, which is obviously your own, your own personal stuff. And, um, right. But what, whatever you're doing, uh, as long as it's working and you can communicate that to uh, to people out there that, that may be curious about it or haven't tried it or having a tough time, uh, you know, maybe they're not able to block it out as well as you are. And, uh, and you know, I've seen it in members of my own family haunt them for years and years and years. So, um, you know, if you are able to do that, then I, I, I think that's great. And, uh, and just hopefully if there are people out that, are listening to this or listen to it in the future, you know, they know that it's at least possible and give it a shot and see if it works for them. Absolutely. 100%. And that's why I'm kind of wanting to come out of the closet about it and start talking about it because they deserve the help that they're not getting. The veterans. Right. Right, for sure. And I think it's always, you know, we've talked about this on the show and we've had other veterans. I think it's always good for 
for veterans to hear from other veterans that have been successful because it, you know, it carries a stigma for a lot of people, <clears throat> especially a lot of people in the military or, or who have, have either still in or, um, or have been in the past. You know, it definitely comes with a, a certain stigma around it for, for the majority of their lives and getting over that. Um, you know, when it, when information comes from other veterans, it, it usually carries more weight for them, and, and it should. I think that's great. I mean, it's people that know more about your experience. So we appreciate you uh, stepping out of the, the closet as much as you want to in terms of, uh, um, you know, again, just I think knowing that it helps uh, you put one foot in front of the other and, and block it out or do whatever you need to do, I think is, is great information. So thanks again for being here and talking about it as much as you're willing to. Well, and the person I really have to thank for me even talking about it is Roger because uh, we've had discussions and uh, he just, I mean, he made so much sense to me and it's, I mean, I do, I need it. It's my obligation to step up and help who I can. I mean, there's too many pissed off people in this world and I mean, it's very sad that everybody cannot wake up every day with a smile on their face, regardless of how pissed off you want to be. Life is too damn short to be mad. I've always went off of a motto of a movie from the eighties called better off dead. Sometimes you just got to say, what the fuck? <laughs> yeah. Well, it is good. David's helping out. Um, we just said for, for yeah, we talked about this poor show, but we just made David. I'm sorry, I just called him his name. He's not. <laughs> it's all, it's fine. We just made him a moderator, a uh, volunteer. So it's the first step of being a total moderator at ILG, I love growing marijuana.com. And he deserves it. He's been doing a lot of help there. And he's always supportive of everybody. And, and you know, one of the most uh, probably, uh, most noticed one of the top you know there's 15 or 20 people that are really noticed there that help a lot and he's been stepping up so we went ahead and put put the moderator tag on him this past day and and he's doing the show you know i said yeah you're gonna do the show tomorrow maybe and uh so he was excited about that and i'm glad that we we're uh, you know that uh that robert and them built such a great community for us to be in and be happy to be there i don't go to any other forums anymore unless somebody specifically asks me about something but I don't like them, you know. I, I I like the fact that we've got a place where we can help people without any anybody name calling or call, nobody's called stupid on my forum. I'll put my foot up there, but you know, uh, and and get rid of them quick. And that's I've had some people don't like that. Oh well, we we're, we're adults, yeah. So act like adults, you know. And and then to get people, you know, that's what takes me off. You know, well, you know, like well, why can't we say that? Because I don't let people cuss a lot, you know. I mean, it's some cussing, but I mean, when you get nasty, there's certain words we don't use, right? And I don't allow that there because we have women, we have older women, ladies, we have ladies there doing, you know, they don't want to read that stuff. They don't want to the, the, the hear it and see those words or see people act. So I've had so many compliments from the older clientele that we've got that they love. It's a no bullshit forum that's friendly. There's no, if there's any bullshit, it's cut, we cut it off right away and we make our warnings or we get rid of the member if we have to. We never want to get rid of a member. I'll bet you we've banned less people at I love growing marijuana.com in the last three years than we did at cannabis.com in three months when I was moderator there. Because you were you were ban you almost banned somebody twice a week, two or three, four times a week sometimes, you know. Yeah, we get that complaint in our Facebook group from time to time. We we're oh, yeah. a little van happy. We're not <laughs> we're not shy about it. 
you know, we just feel like, you know, there's plenty of elitist groups out there uh, and elitist forums out there. If you want to go talk trash and post pictures of plants you probably didn't grow or, you know, whatever negativity you want to bring to it. There's, right. there's plenty of forums that will allow you to do that. Plenty of groups on Facebook that will allow you to do that. And we just decided yes. that wasn't, <laughs> that wasn't going to be ours. So um, I play fun. yeah, I feel like we're trying to provide a learning environment for people that need to learn how to do it right. Cause it's not cheap to do it. It's not, if you're going to do it right. You know, even if you do it the cheapest way possible, it's still not cheap for somebody that's poor. On, Medi yep. on Medicare or something like that. I can tell you, I'm on Medicare, and it sucks not being able to drive and being stuck with this little bit of money every month. I have to hustle for everything I got. And and uh, this uh, working working for uh, Robert Bergman's turned into a real good thing for me. Hell, it's led me to you guys, you know, through Aquaponic Dummy, you know, but him by him being such a good friend. And uh, I've been in, I've been enjoying it, and it makes I'm okay. I'm a lot better teacher since, since I started being on this show because I just see what all you guys talk about, and and I'm trying to be well. I, you always try to be, you know, you know. Well, when you're an administrator, it's not always easy to be friendly, like you're saying in your Facebook group. Sometimes you got to kick them to the curb. But again, it, it's because for all you out there, we're trying to provide a learning environment. This isn't a, it's not a playground. It's not a high school. It's a learning environment where people take it very serious what we're doing and what they need are the needs of the people and we want to help them. So, you know, people like Hogmaster and the rest of you is what makes my world go around. Have a guy come on the forum like that and, and help out and be friendly and hell, I, you know, I get kind of brain goofy sometimes, but he's won twice in the butt of the month contest. Uh, you know, not an easy feat to do, you know, but we have a, but you buy genetics from us. You then you're, you're allowed to enter your genetic, your picture, your genetics when it's in the finishing stages. And we had let the members vote and you win a free pack, five pack of the Amsterdam genetics from Amsterdam, you know, and it's, they are good genetics, you know, but he's won twice. He's won twice. So, uh, yeah, we don't feel sorry for him anymore. He, he knows how to grow. <laughs> And people look up to him for that too. So he's a perfect choice for a new moderator because people want to hear what he's got to say and the veteran side of it too, with the pain. And, and that's nice to have that. Uh, and like I said, we're, we're, we're working on that network. We're going to have a, a channel for network for, uh, not, for veterans to, to come for support, whether it be for life or for, you know, of, uh, mental, physical, you know, support or grow how to grow cannabis amongst veterans, you know, and maybe that, that'd be a little bit more, I might be a little more open to do that, allow a little more contact, like personal contact information and stuff in that kind of case, because they need to be allowed to do that. I think we don't need to make them be so private. I see you, Marty, you want to say something. Go ahead, buddy. Oh, no, I was chatting with somebody. <laughs> I, uh, and it is kind of crazy, like how certain aquaponics groups and forums and, and, and certain cannabis groups too can get viciously toxic over the dumbest shit like yeah. psychotically stupid shit and there's a, well, it's a handful of people in the AP world and a handful of people in the cannabis world that you see over and over again just with nothing to do but talk about their own bullshit right right and the nice and there's thing the about, time and a place for that yeah uh, the thing about the forums <laughs> well, the people are to, there you know so nice Yep. Say what? What'd you say, Hogmaster? Can you turn up, by the way? On your phone? Did you say, I think you said you're on your phone now. I was running yeah, around. Yeah, I think it just has to, I think we just have to 
the deal, unfortunate. Okay. Air, is that any better? A little bit. That's a little better. Yeah, thank you. I just want to hear you because what you got to say is important and, and you know, good stuff. So. No, just the like Roger was saying, ILG out for him. Uh, it's just, it's been wonderful. I mean, it's helped me out so much because I didn't start growing indoors till August this last <laughs> year. And I mean, it's a completely different ball game than growing outside. Especially when you're using LEDs and uh, hell, I didn't know anything. I just started buying stuff and ended up running into the forum right about the same time all my stuff was showing up and ordered some genetics and they've worked very well for me. Awesome. Is there any, a particular method that you like um, or that you're using? On probably one of my best grows ever and I'm using ProMix and Flower Power Nutrients. That's it. And the growth I've gotten is double from what I was using before when I was using Fox Farm. Yeah, yeah Fox Farm's good for... Fox Farm is okay for beginners, and I, I, if I'm feeling super lazy, I'll even mix like Fox Farm and Pro mix together uh, yeah. for a, for a dual root zone mix. If I'm just I don't have time to go do it right and make up my normal mix, um, you know, or if I'm just swap that, you know, I don't want to have time. Um, it's it's kind of my you know easy go to that or Coco Loco plus a little bit of Pro mix plus a little bit of the rain for or ocean floor is really good. Yeah, yeah, we have a lot of members that use mix, pro mix, and ocean forest a lot. You know that happens. I just tried starting. I started started getting such good vegetation in my pro mix a year and a half or two ago. I started and I was using it in my greenhouse operation a little bit too. And I said, hell, I was getting such good growth. I said I'm going to try to do a whole grow in it. Now I got like ten guys doing it. We're doing nothing but pro. Right now we're experimenting with all the Roberts new nutrient lines, the flower power, the, and we got an organic amendment soil amendment and we've got the uh, powdered uh water soluble which is what we're using that we hogmaster and i are using and i'm not, i'm growing I, i'm i'm getting excellent killer results super healthy plants a very nice yield per plant five six ounces per plant we're doing basically nothing but watering it with flower power you know and then with water in between i always water with nutrients and then i go with ph to water in between all the time and it seems to work it's a great balance for me and it's and nice I'm, because you only have to f use the nutrients once a week or well you might use them twice a week because it depends when they get in flower you're feeding them every two days no more than every two days second day so you'd go six day you'd be back on nutrients but but it's it, it's it's very affordable and i was blown away because i'm not easily impressed and uh I've tried a whole lot of different nutrients. I started out with three part and I actually bought the AN three part, but then found out that was just a copy of GH three part. So I then saved a couple of bucks by buying GH three part. And I did that for two or three years and I got out of that. I'd always use Botanicare a little bit. Uh, and I did a lot of experimenting with that. And then I had a couple other people send me some stuff and a local hydro store had their own mixes. And I tried that not to mention, like I've mentioned on the show before, I make my own nutrient solution for my greenhouse reservoir, 300 gallons at a time. 
and I mix it out of 50 pound bags or pound bags of chelates or whatever it is, you know. And so, so I got a kind of clue about it. And when I put this stuff into, I just saw the plant going nuts. And uh, I literally got some pictures. I wish I could show you. I, I went over to the to the grow and took some pictures yesterday, and they were kind of like just laying around, not doing much. I was kind of waiting for them to jump before I gave them. Well, I used the start part of the. Uh, I used start. They, there's four parts: there's start, grow, bloom, and then a, there's a, a booster that you only use two weeks. You know, like a couple weeks before finish, like any other booster. So, um, and it's very little that you use. Um, I, 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 so I go over there and I, I, so I decided to heck, I'm going to do, I'm going to put the start. So the start was, uh, the start is, uh, it's half a teaspoon is all you use a half a teaspoon for a, a powder for a gallon. And I watered those plants and I swear to God, the next six hours, they grew uh, three times. I went in there and had grown. I mean, I'd even took pictures so you can see that they were this tall. Oh, I don't have my camera tonight. So that doesn't matter when I hold my fingers up, but you know, they, they, you could literally see they, they'd gone another, grown another half inch. We're talking in a few hours after adding this stuff. And that's not saying that wouldn't happen with another nutrient line. I'm just really surprised. And uh, since I work with the company, we're able to do this experimentation and spread it with our, share it with our members. And the members are getting the same kind of results and freaking out that they've never, they've, uh, we had one guy do an organic grow where he did, he always uses bat guano and worm castings like that in like a pro mix. And he makes his own soil that way. And he did a side-by-side -side with using the uh, new bio line, the flower power bio line, organic amendment, soil amendment. And you add only like a tablespoon or two a week and we kind of water it in after. There's, first, there's an amendment for the soil that you amend the soil and get it ready. That's like a, on a farm. And then, and then you uh, just add some, you know, a little bit of, you know, whatever. I didn't use that yet, but he tells me use the tablespoon to two tablespoons a week and water it in. And he, and it, it, it at least grew better. If not a little, a little bit, it didn't really blow away his other grow method. So, but it held its own. It didn't get beat. Whereas my experiment against Botanicare and against Fox farm flower power kicked its butt hands down. And I'm with you, Steve. Yeah. Fox farm's great. If for a hot somebody wants to start off growing, I usually recommend people to use it if they are the ocean forest guy, because we know ocean forest is great stuff to start with. But after a month or so, it's depleted most of the minerals. You got to replenish those minerals. So why not just use Fox Farm that's made for Fox Farm? That's like I play a Fender guitar. When I play my Fender, I play it through my Fender amp. When I play one of rock, I play my Paul Reed Smith through my Orange or my Marshall. You know, it's it's a just a different thing. But I love the stuff, and it's it, I'm. I'm proud. I'm really proud, and I'm honored to be in my position too, and and to have people like Hogmaster here and Aquaponic Dummy them come work with me and support the place, and everybody, even like Brain Grow, come and join. You join, you know. I'm so happy to see that people will come and see. Then they see the community and go, "Wow, it's this is pretty decent community for a cannabis farm," you know. And like tonight, very thank you very much for saying that. I'm, I'm gonna. Let somebody else speak now, but thank you very much for saying that a while ago, how, yeah, just have readers go over there to the aquaponics section. It'll make it easier for you guys to, you know, yep. go over there and help them out and they don't make our forum look better. And it's stronger with every one of the, somebody, any of you guys that I can get to help one time here and there. And it makes us a, a better looking and, and gives us a lot more clout in the, in the knowledge, you know, how much knowledge we provide in that one little community, you know, yep. and it's no bullshit either. 
we got all the experts now. I think we got everything. And so we, we're working on the LED stuff. We got some people that think they're LED experts, but I evidently didn't watch Spectrum King or <laughs> yeah, Black yeah. Dog Show. Yeah, and, yeah. Holy shit. Because well, that, didn't, that didn't just help me. You know, that didn't, their shows just didn't help LED growers. Just the conversation about the light, the blue light, the white light, because I've been preaching the metal halide thing. Because I still believe in, you know, if you, yeah, you start out with metal halide. Well, I like the T5s. I fell in love with them when I finally bought them. But, you know, I believe in the, the metal halide. I've, I'm not such a fan of going all the way through, but I can say this. I wouldn't be against having my metal halide in a, a high-pressure sodium, like a 400 metal halide. I might use in veg and then, use a, and then turn on a 600 high-pressure sodium right next to it and flower and have them both on. And that I think you get really good results with that full spectrum H and ID. Because I'm still a, you know, it took me forever to get digital. I used to build my own magnetic ballast, you know, thousand watts. I'd, I'd salvage one thousand like watt ballast off of eBay for fifty bucks, and I even bought, um, you know, Better Grow Hydro out there in California, don't you? Better Grow Hydro. I bought a. Uh, we lost Marty, I think. Yeah, Marty had a deal with. Uh, he's got baby. Uh, Baby, 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 Echo. All right, Marty. Goodbye, Marty. But uh, you, yeah, make sure you guys uh, visit Marty's uh, channel at uh, Eight Beds. Uh. So, but it was—it's really nice of y'all. You know, so I'm—I'm I'm very proud to be a part of this panel. I sometimes I don't—I'll be honest. Sometimes you don't always feel like being locked down to doing something. You know, uh, I think we're all free spirits for sure. And, uh, but I even when I don't want to necessarily go, yeah, okay. Then I sit down to do the podcast and I feel great the whole way. And I feel great afterwards. And, and I, and I go, damn, I'm glad I didn't miss that. Cause that guy was great. I learned a bunch of stuff tonight. <laughs> and anytime you old dog so tricks, you're doing good. Huh? The last several weeks that I've been watching the Monday night show and the Thursday night show, it's, I even went back to the very first show and within the first 45 minutes there is so much information that you got covered yeah that is vital <clears throat> you pretty <laughs> much get an excellent a summary of what the dual root zone and how the high aquaponic methods of ap and uh meds and potent ponics are by listening to the first half hour 45 minutes of episode number one if you've never done it you before you listen to anything else about cannabis and if you're interested in aquaponics or just really learning more about the science and the measurement of what you're putting in your plant, just start with episode one because the first 15 minutes, it basically explained the dual root zone and it couldn't get any better explanation. It was right from the beginning uh, like you should about it because blown away, you actually went right into what you were doing and like, boom, I was like, wow. You know, so, so we've come a long Thanks. way. Oh. <laughs> it's great. Great episode. Number one, guys. Yeah, you yeah. guys have many great episodes, like the uh, LED show last week. That incredible, the Mammoth P show, another yep. one. Just the information is incredible. Yeah, and I appreciate. It. Thank you. Well, that's your. That's a lot. Your hard work getting to know these people, being somebody you actually. We see. Now, a lot. Some of you out there are new, or so I don't know if you know, but uh, and not. I don't even really know that much, but we've talked, and I've talked with Dummy and all. But Steve is kind of known out there, and uh, he's. It's amazing. Uh, people come on this show that don't go on other shows. This is a show where you get owners of companies, and you know, it's like wow. I mean, 
you know, some of them aren't a whole lot different than us, but they're already made it. They're already in the hydro stores. They're already all the, you know, online stores or they're, they're being sold. There's a name, their known name. Uh, in fact, you'll love this, Steve Hogmaster here. He was already using mammoth P before the show. <laughs> all right. See, so, you know, and, it, and then that helps me or to teach too, because I don't have time or the money to buy everything out there. Now, some of these guys promised to get me samples and I haven't got around to getting that done yet. And I'll be glad to get it and use it just like you guys did. But the fact that you used it or, and still use it or like some of these products, that goes a long way to you young people out here. If this guy likes it, then it's probably pretty good for your plant, you know, because uh, him and this whole panel, Brain Grow and all of them are pretty picky. This aquaponics, you get a lot more picky and you learn a lot more about breaking down what you're putting in and what creates what as far as minerals and the changes of chemistry in the in the uh, reservoir. It's a big it's a really cool science. And it's it's actually surprising that as much it's really so much more detailed that uh, you don't have to take everything from it. But there's a lot of things you can take from it. And it applies to hydroponics big time and it lets you understand hydroponics a lot better just by listening to people talk about the aquaponics because the extra steps they go through to keep their fish alive because that's what the whole thing's about keep the fishies alive okay i'm gonna shut up yeah one i mean one other just to just to touch on this one other aspect about aquaponics that um you're pretty much forced to learn about uh microbes whenever you start uh aquaponics so that's another uh, plus side to it. You you really start learning about uh, the microbes you have to establish when you start cycling a system. And then uh, once you move along to dual root zone, then that, you know, kind of peaks you to start learning about the soil microbes that are present as well. So that's another thing I really enjoyed about it. Not only that, I mean, I feel like in aquaponics, we cover much more, you know, your, your mineral ranges rather than total PPM or total EC or, or stuff where it doesn't really give you that much data about what's going on. Yeah, I know that there's this much minerals in there, but it doesn't tell me anything about the balance of it. And that's what's important. Um, and that's, you know, you, I feel like you end up learning a lot more about how plants, microbes, the soil web and everything works out with aquaponics, you know, from an educational standpoint. Um, you know, tremendously. Um, I, I wanted to stop for a second and just say thanks again for um, Hogmaster for coming on the show. We'll uh, we'll definitely. Um, uh, it was a, a great to hear all about that. Um, I wanted to uh, to touch on um, a quick question we had from chat. Um, uh, he asks um, HC Music and Four Twenty Adventures asks Is aquaponics overall an energy saver compared to conventional growing? Um, so yeah, uh, aquaponics saves energy compared to conventional growing in a few different ways. Um, so one, we use about five to ten percent, depending on the methodology that you're using, of water uh, compared to a normal aquaponics or a normal soil or hydroponics. And hydroponic, you have to dump your reservoirs regularly. And soil, you're just pouring water down the ground. Um, so you end up using you know significantly more water because of those two factors. We also use 35% of, uh, roughly 35 plus minus percent of the nutrients compared to normal, uh, you know, in terms of uh, minerals per, per weight, uh, gram weight uh, for supplementation because the bulk of our supplementation comes from our fish waste. Um, and then we also can uh, geotherm, through geothermal and solar heating, 
um, of the thermal mass, i.e. The, the water mass in an aquaponic system, or especially in, when you get to large greenhouses, you can take that uh, and then convert it, um, uh, use that as a, a heat battery and use that, uh, that extra water volume in order to you know, much more easily maintain and stabilize the temperature of the greenhouses, as well as the addition of uh, that extra humidity makes it much easier to dial in and nail that perfect VP, um, VPD, which we've talked about uh, in both the Black Dog and the Spectrum King episodes. Both of them had incredible breakdowns of that and different breakdowns. It covered different aspects of it. Um, I highly recommend watching both of those episodes if you haven't already. Uh, but it, it, in an aquaponics setup, you have uh, you know because of that you know, constantly slightly higher uh, humidity. Uh, as long as long as you're maintaining your silica so that fungal outbreaks are an issue, um, you know you will get maximum growth, like psychotically fast growth with aquaponics, especially in veg, faster than you'll get with any other method. So I hope that answers the question. question. Uh, he had a, I think he had one other question I was trying to find. So if anyone else has any questions, always feel free to ask questions in chat. We might not get to them right away, but we will get to them, you know, at some point during the episode. Well, I know me personally using microbes in my soil grows and now in the pro mix, you can tell a huge difference in the root structure by with using the microbes. Oh, yeah. Uh, that and you know, especially things like lactobacillus ferments. I know we've talked about different different labs, uh, Marty especially. Um, you know, and then labs. You know, you can add things like moringa or spirulina, or um, you know, you can even add dandelion cuttings or comfrey. You know, all of those are great things to break down and have different components that will boost your your plant growth. You know, when combined with things like lactobacillus, or and it's really cool to you know even using lactobacillus something like lactobacillus to treat root rot, for example. Um, Lactobacillus uh, loves to feed uh, and boost the growth of trichoderma. Uh, trichoderma um, will actively hunt down and eat and destroy root rot. Um, they just—it's one of the things they enjoy eating, uh, as far as a microbe. They're, they're a basically a predatory one. Now, if you get the wrong type, they can wipe out all of your microbes in your soil or wipe out some of the beneficial ones um, if you go nuts with it. But um, if a little bit of it's good because it'll basically act like a predator and take down the bad stuff. Um, so, you know, you can use things like that in, in hyperdosing, you know, dosing it much stronger than you normally would in order to wipe out something like root rot or something else. Hmm. Yeah, I actually uh, like to uh, dilute it into my uh, one gallon spray pump and just apply it directly to the grow beds, just saturate the whole grow bed with the uh, lactobacillus serum solution and it works excellently you can uh, always see a difference you know by the next day that's yep. cool well, that's good that's good that's how you need that you can find things around the house like dandelions and stuff like that because i actually use uh aloe vera plant for my clones that's another great one. Yep. And I just bring the plant in in the wintertime, bring it back out in the summertime, and I don't have to buy anything. And it works great. For those of you who don't have any clue why or how you could use aloe vera, that means the plant's high in potassium, basically. Yep. 
<laughs> sorry, sorry, Marty was texting me. Uh, was trying to come back on the show, and I was trying to make sure see if you wanted. You know, sorry, uh, repeat what you just said. Me? Yeah. I just said that um, that that the reason aloe vera because people are going, oh, aloe vera. Well, to explain that because it's high in potassium. And well, <laughs> it also has there's a, a hormone in it that also helps a little bit too. Like um, I don't know if you guys are familiar with um, uh, you ever take willow cuttings? You can take fresh willow cuttings and you can steep them in water and make a, a, a cloning gel that way. My grandmother used to do that uh, to clone. Yeah, I've always wanted to try that method since I heard about it. But I think I've posted the article two or three times in the Aquaponic Cannabis group That's if you dig you far enough. That's the kind of stuff I love, the little things you can do organically to make you know, Throw a willow tree in your backyard. Yeah, I used to have one that died. I got one right, right down the street. <laughs> I got to try that. I like, I love them. I grew, my grandparents had a weeping willow tree and I always loved them. And, and uh, now we had one when we moved here, but it died a few years later and left a big hole in the yard. Yeah, my grandma yep. used to have one, and I used to have to break switches off of it so she could whip my ass <laughs> with them. Not to go off subject or anything, but yeah, that's the only bad grandma memory I have butt. about it. Bad memory about the whipping willow. <laughs> <laughs> so Marty's coming back? Uh, he's trying. He said he might be able to come back here in a few. Oh, cool. So did we address all the questions in chat? Did you find that other one? Was there another one you were looking or did you find it? I'm doing that. Uh, no, I, we had one. Um, another question is, is, is cannabis a cleaner product or aquaponic cannabis cleaner? And yeah, I mean, it has a much smoother flavor. Um, and because you're you know using much fewer nutrients, they're all coming directly from the fish or you know the microbes immediately rather than coming from a mineral salt. You just you get a much better flavor and much smoother. How well do how well do amino acids work? Um, I've tested a few different um, amino acid products in aquaponics. Um, I haven't had any of them kill the fish. A few of them did spike the nitrogen pretty high um, to the point where it was concerning. Um, it's something that I definitely want to play with more. I did a lot of work with amino acids when I worked with planted aquariums. Um, and uh, I've tested a, few, a handful of products with, with cannabis. Nothing to where I saw anything that was like, holy shit, I got to use this every time. Um, but, uh, you know, definitely something that I think could, could use quite a bit of further research. And hopefully once we get this uh, uh, new project that I can't tell you guys about quite yet <laughs> off the ground. Uh, um, yeah, in 30 to 60 days, I'll be able to tell you guys all about this new amazing crazy thing that's happening that I'm not allowed to tell you guys about at the moment. But, um, yes, hopefully that research will come out soon from someone. <laughs> or maybe I know them. Well, yeah, I know we've had amino acids mentioned a couple of times in the past year or so by members. And, and I did watch some articles, and I think Dummy was doing some research with that too, if I'm not sure. He might think he already started practicing that. Are any of you guys know for sure? Was he What's that? Getting, aquaponic Dummy getting into the amino acids? Because that has been something. Some people have some pretty good reasoning science behind it that, you know, it sounds good anyway. Like you said, I haven't had time to ch check it out myself either, really, you know, enough to say one way or the other. But. Um, I was saying I thought Uncle Honey Dummy had done something. Do you know anything, Brain Grow, about that? 
I haven't actually seen any posts from Dummy in a while. I always look forward to the new stuff he's working on because it's always so intricate and detailed. You know, he doesn't, <laughs> I mean, he doesn't really talk in his videos, but he usually puts up text describing what he's working on and whatnot. But I'm, um, as far as, <clears throat> excuse me, as far as amino acids go, I mean, you're, you're generally talking about proteins, you know, and so whenever that breaks down, um, that's mostly going to be uh, adding to the nitrogen value that's already there that you really don't have to worry about in aquaponics. So. Yeah, okay. Yeah, that's the bottom line. So uh, one guy brings up a good point. So he says they're, they're good key leaders. I mean, they're good key leaders. And yeah, I've definitely, I've heard probably two or three different people talk about the concept of trying to come up with a, you know, a, an amino acid chelated, you know, XYZ iron or calcium or whatever. Um, but I haven't seen anyone that has managed to come up with like a product that was, you know, shelf stable for any length of time. I'm, I think there is a company out there that not a miracle biomin, I think is it. Have you guys ever heard of that? Um, I don't. I don't even know if they're registered in the U.S. I think they're registered in the EU, but I could be wrong. Um, but that's the only one I think uh, I've ever heard of. Have you guys heard any of that? And you're talking about including amino acids into the so chelate? using amino acids to chelate minerals. To yeah, I don't know yet. I, I I haven't looked at it in a while. I pretty much was set with mine. I uh, I believe mine are fatty acids. I'm not sure. Was there not a uh, episode where we were really talking about amino acids? Uh, maybe with the uh, Mammoth P episode, I could have spoken oh, yeah. into uh, detail where uh, he, yeah, was he did really did breaking down the difference between enzymes and uh, amino acids and stuff like that. Yep. All right, so we That's, need to go. I would definitely <laughs> reference people back to that episode because that uh, that 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 guy really brought the knowledge. You know. Oh, he was great, man. That was, I tell you, like, like I said, that was a, it's great to be on a, you know, and, and have a guy like that answering your questions, you know, and then, yep. you know, you got so many people, we each have people that follow us in different areas and that kind of, that kind of information, they start seeing that happen and you can really, you move forward. I tell you what, I was impressed. I, I can't wait to get my samples, honestly. I cannot wait. Because especially since I'm doing the, I'm going into my, I'm in my pro mix phase, you know. Um, I'm not I'll doing anything the, hydroponic. The Mammoth Pea is worth just buying. I'll tell you that right now. It's the huh? best product. I, the Mammoth Pea has got to be one of the best products I've seen hit the market in the last five years for cannabis growing, just in terms of, of the fact that it's a completely aquaponic safe and the fact that it just <laughs> it makes such a night-day difference in your node spacing, especially. Yeah, that's what I wanted to look at, too. That was the part of it I really liked, the idea, because, yeah, you like that. That's for sure. And you can get tight nodal spacing all the way up the plant. You know, you'd be good. Yeah, it'd be nice. We got a lot of scroggers would love that kind of thing, you know. Oh, yeah. So um, uh, one guy asks if you can use shrimp uh, uh, like they do for rice uh, in parts of Asia. Shrimp would be kind of hard. Um, I do know that, uh, what was it, Alien? Alien has done cannabis with with heavy shrimp loads, uh, and he swears that the the mineral base from their waste is actually more ideal, which 
that actually is true. Um, the, the mineral waste is going to be higher in calcium, higher in magnesium, higher in phosphorus, and the fish waste will be. Um, so, it, you know, as a pure waste product, it is a, a, a superior to, to the fish waste, just in terms of mineral, mineral composition, or at least in certain ways. Um, but you know, the problem with that is if you, especially if you're running, not running a dual root zone system, but especially if you are, um, if you overdose and you dump into your system, the shrimp die from so much easier than the fish do if you accidentally overdose the nutrient. Um, so if you, if you screw up at all, you're pretty much going to nuke them. Uh, so that is the one downside. Ah, background's falling. <laughs> so I'll fix it. So uh, would you say that's uh, mostly general for only shrimp, or do you, would you say that that kind of works across the board for crustaceans, or do different crustaceans maybe have different uh, benefits over other crustaceans? Um, I would say that applies to all invertebrates, um, mostly because uh, the invertebrates are going to be the... Um you know, the, it just has to do with their gill structure and how they uptake minerals. Uh, the other thing that I would say is also, I guess, would it be applicable to that would be catfish. Um, catfish, because they're scaleless, absorb um, things much, much uh, faster than, you know, uh, a fish with scales does. So uh, whenever you're doing anything with catfish, again, potassium is going to affect them quicker. If you overdose it, you know, much above 150, 160, you're going to see it in the catfish before you see it in your tilapia. Um, so there's a lesson and, we learned. And, you want scaly fish. If you're going to do fish, you pretty much want to use scaly fish. Well, and that's not entirely true. I mean, you can absolutely do it with, with catfish or with eels. Um, but And there's a lot of people that do do it out there. In fact, there was a – where did I see? There was a lady who's doing glass eels somewhere. And I thought that was super cool. Um, but uh, it's just a matter of making sure that, you know, you're adjusting. And this is why I would generally, in general, discourage people from attempt, you know, trying to do prawn uh, with or even crayfish with ca with cannabis just because your, your, your margin of error is extremely small. Uh, you know, so if you do screw up at all, you're going to pay for it, you know, within an hour or two. Wow. Okay. So even though we've talked a lot lately about crawfish and even one of our guests liked crawfish, that's a you're 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 on a thin line. They're a very low tolerance to any change. I'm yeah, well, to try like I said, it's possible. Sometime soon. It's possible. You just have to make sure that you know you're <laughs> you much more careful. Below. Yeah, I, mean, I would definitely not the beginner species. How about that? Okay, there you go. All right. Once you have your system dialed in, you might be able to do something yeah. like. That. I mean, your easiest ones are going to be you know koi, carp, buffalo, goldfish. Um, you know, any of the car, anything in the carp family really, um, are going to be the easy peasy. Um, you, you can do ones with like mollies and swordtails and guppies and, you know, just have a thousand of them or whatever. Um, you know, you can order them pretty cheap if you buy them in that kind of bulk, even from your local pet store. So, or, you know, that's another thing that I tell people all the time, partner up with your local pet store. If there's a freshwater fish that'll happily you know, grow and breed and, or, or grow out in a system that you're having and, you know, they want that or it's high demand for that particular pet store, grow it for them. You know, turn a profit on that. It's going to get you more money than the tilapia will. And it's not the same kind of situation as if you were trying to sell it for somebody to eat. It's less, there's less regulation in there. Yep. 
Absolutely. Yeah. In fact, that's I tell this to cannabis growers all the time when they're when they're contacting me about business stuff and they're saying, "Hey, what fish should we use if we're thinking about doing an aquaponic cannabis company?" And I tell them all the time, start with koi for the first year. You know, go get a bunch of butterfly koi and grow them out because you can't. They're they're damn near bulletproof. Um, they'll tolerate. Uh, you know, all the different uh, species or all the different, you know, nutrient and water conditions you can throw at them short of, you know, really screwing up. And uh, uh, they're very forgiving. And then, if, you know, if they're butterfly koi or even just semi-fancy koi, they're going to, you know, have a much higher dollar increase rate for that one year worth of food that you put in them than the tilapia would, you know, it's selling it four to eight bucks a pound. Um, you know, I can sell a, a butterfly koi that I grow out for a year for 60 to, 60 to $100, maybe $120, uh, you know, and, you know, and, and you're just going to get so such a better return. Um, you know, at least for your short flip. Plus, the other reason is, aside from that factor, is that licensing is so much, so difficult as it is already with cannabis when you're doing it legally. I can't tell you how many times I wanted to take a hammer to my own skull because of some change in permitting laws or whatever else. I know that they've totally thrown, basically damn near, not, they haven't totally stopped, but they've definitely slowed down the progress of one of my projects I'm working on now to about 5% of the speed that it was progressing at about three weeks ago because of a recent change in regulations in the, in the state or uh, where it's at. So um, it's just, a, it's totally, totally out of control. And they gotta, they gotta bring for, for the investor's sake and everything, everyone else's sake, they gotta bring some level of normalcy to this. Um, but with all the, the, the regulations you already have to deal with, if you're trying to do the, the, tilapia and you're going to sell fillets and stuff you need to get a meat packing license a meat processing license both of which require like regular food grade inspections and all this other stuff or you can just get a pet trade license for 150 bucks and most or less in most states and just sell fish as as you know pets um you know it's cheaper and less bullshit and less you know regulations and less inspections and blah 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 so for those of you that are thinking, yeah, but I wanted to eat the fish, sell the koi for 80 bucks and go to a fine restaurant and eat some fish. Yep. <laughs> That's pretty much pretty much my advice. And that are the the other one that I would recommend that are that are pretty hard. Oh, tilapia are pretty good. Um, perch are also pretty pretty hard. You know, in the, sometimes in the beginning they can be a little bit to adjust to the system, but um, you know, I've run them on pretty high nutrient systems pretty successfully. They also love that 68 degree temperature that, you know, you're, is perfect for the oxygen level for your cannabis and, you know, temperature range for the fish, 66 to 68, you know. Uh, so uh, 68 being kind of the ideal uh, split between the plants and the fish and, and the microbes. Um, so, you know, if you're thinking about what temperature you should heat, say your heaters to, set them to 68. <laughs> um, uh, okay, we'll have a awesome. Okay, sorry. Aquaponic dummy was just about to say something, but it looks like we're gonna, he's going he's gonna to join us next week and do it instead. So. Yeah, he's back. Gravy's back. Oh, good. Maybe I'll get a call. Oh, cool. um, yeah. Uh, what was I saying right before that? a little about koi and koi, 68 degree water temperature oh 68 degree water temperature um you know that's going to be your best but perch are going to grow at maximum speed at that 68 degree temperature whereas koi or tilapia are going to be a little bit slower than uh, in terms of growth speed so you know if you're looking for something that's going to split the difference and be a great edible fish uh yellow perch are definitely a good one 
Uh, MC Music asks, where do we get our water? Um, I actually use well water or tap water in most places. We just use a filter after the fact to um, remove any kind of heavy metals into the system. I don't want to totally remove uh, all the minerals in the system, but I want to make sure there's no metals. And, uh, you know, using something like a cold sterile filter or, um, you know, a couple of the other uh, types of filters that are out there. I, I don't really like RO. I think it overships the water and you have to remineralize it in order to stabilize it, unless you're trying to lower your pH. But um, uh, in general, you know. In aquaponics. Yeah, for aquaponics, yes. Yeah. For hydro, it's great, but uh, yeah, because you want to know exactly what you're putting yeah, in. Yeah, for hydro, RO is the way to go. Yeah. You want minerals in the water when you, the water you use for aquaponics. That's what I'm getting from. Yep. You, well, basically, you want the yeah. carbonates, and then you want some of the trace minerals that are found in your tap water. Like, you want the copper that you're getting through your piping because yeah. your plants need 0.3% copper. Uh, 0.3 ppm copper in order to do their their prop you know properly process the rest of the minerals they uptake so you know a tiny amount like that will come in through your tap water and that's great otherwise you'd have to dose it you know and if you overdose that you're going to kill your fish instantly and then number yeah, one, i like to use rainwater myself and then uh yeah. I, I mostly uh rely on korean natural farming stuff that i make on my own to dose pretty much anything i need i don't know if <laughs> plants take up copper or if there's any certain plants that steve would recommend that uh chelate copper and take that up but um so as far as copper goes I, I don't know any off the top of my head but there are plants certain plants that you can use to uptake uh like uh avocados or cabbages or uh, a couple of other plants that love to uptake um uh salt uh sodium They'll, they'll happily pull sodium from your system. Um, and then someone asked about fluoride in chat. Um, uh, bro uh, what the hell? The uh, Broccoli. What's the broccoli family called? Broccoli kale. Um, begins oh. with a B. Bro brocius. Bro bro that <laughs> broccoli family. I can't think of that. <laughs> Does it, I, I'm trying to remember the genus. Uh, and I can't remember it at the top of my head. Uh, I've done a dab and I've been driving all day, so I'm a little bit brain dead. Um, yeah, you guys, he was doing his show tonight because he loves all y'all in this show so much, and he drove all day moving today. He drove from his old home in Southern California to his new home in Northern California, and yep. he's doing the show. Here we go. All right. Thank yep. you, Steve. Thanks. Yeah, I literally pulled in the driveway and then, like, grabbed my laptop and, like, ran to the modem and was like, what's the password? I had actually have Roger help me put the show together today. But, um, but yeah, so anything in the bro yeah, uh, brachia, uh, thank you, uh, brassica, any brassicas um, yeah. will happily pull up fluoride. And then when they pull up the fluoride, they actually can, they break down the fluoride into um, three other compounds, but they're, you know, way better for you uh, uh, after it's been broken down. It doesn't accumulate fluoride, it breaks it down. So From they the will cabbage? pull it out of the water. And, uh, uh, um, the cabbage family? Uh, brassicas, brassicas. So, um, broccoli, uh, mustard greens, kale, um, any anything, any of those. You know, collard, collard greens, um, cauliflower. Cauliflower. Yeah. Wow, that's pretty good because that's stuff you wouldn't normally grow. Because, I mean, I don't grow broccoli because it takes forever, and you know, uh, 
you know, you just get what you get. But yeah, it would be great if you were doing aquaponics. Well, what we do is what we do is we use little, um, and we've talked about this before, but bait plants. So if you want to do something like that and have them actively in your cannabis system all the time, use them as bait plants. You know, plant a couple of little veggies uh, and just and even put them in like party cups and stick them around at the bottom of your grow just enough where they can get a little bit of light and, you know, where there's a little spot, you know, spotlight them or whatever. But sit them in there and because they'll act as a bait for, for insects. If you get insects in there, cannabis is hard to digest for most insects with the exception of spider mites. And even they will, if you give them something they like better, they'll jump to it. So something like um, uh, chamomile or um, young broccoli, young kale, um, young cucumbers, um, uh, uh, sugar snap peas are another really good one where insects love those and much prefer them and they're easier on the insect's digestive system for them to attack that and not only that you'll know okay in in the far right part of my grow room i have a couple of this kind of bug but it doesn't look like they spread to the rest of it because they're not on any other bait plants um you know aside from looking at the plants themselves obviously but it gives you basically an idea of how what what the infestation level is and then what type of insect you're having it also helps draw them off of your 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 girls so that you're not you know just physically pulling them off of them that way by giving them something easier you know easier option you know it's like if you can go get you know steak you know the best steak and or whatever you know if you're vegetarian you know the ethiopian spiced pumpkin soup or you know just the best food you can think of or you're going to get mcdonald's every day of course you're going to get the better meal every day and the one that doesn't make you sit in the bathroom for half an hour afterwards you know like so <laughs> so and that's and it works really good and, it, and you know you can get a pound of, of chamomile seeds that'll last you five years worth of cannabis growing for I don't know, twelve dollars. You know, it's just, it's so cheap and such a cheap control method that uh, and I find it works extremely well. And you know what? If they don't, if you don't get any bugs, you take them, you transplant them, you put them on the edge of your grow room, and and let them continue to act as a bait plant. But you know, grow them out. You know, you don't have to compete with space for your girls. Um, you know, unless you're going a complete scrog or something like that, and you're really just is zero light underneath but even then putting a few young plants that are stretching and kind of weak again the plant's immune system is weak from lack of light and, and not really doing super hot the insects are going to again prefer that over the the cannabis plant because it's an easier target its immune system is going to be weaker it'll be hard, easier to you know uh, get attacked by the insects so they're again they're going to pick the easiest target yes yeah, really not always good. but really not 100 percent of them will but you know it, it helps quite a bit and, and that's the whole idea, but and that's the whole idea behind integrated pest management. No one thing's gonna, you know, be a silver bullet. But if I do that, and then I'm pulling my plants or spraying those bait plants, you know, uh, regularly, you know, I replace them every two to four weeks, uh, anyways. Uh, and you know, then I'm also doing the, you know, making making sure the humidity is, is dialed in and making sure I'm doing my silica and making sure I'm keeping up with my, my spraying of kapow and, and you know, all those things combined makes it pretty freaking miserable for an insect to, to survive in there because there's, it's just, it's awful. He's, he's being attacked all the time. It's not the right conditions. You know, it just, it sucks for him. Why, why, you know, so it, the, the more unforgiving you can make it and more punishing you can make it for them without, you know, necessarily resorting to, you know, harsh chemicals or other, uh, you know, pest control methods that are, you know, more or less, you know, uh, you know, 
unscrupulous or untoward uh, is going to be the the better way to you know the best way to to have the best results with the least amount of you know harsh you know compounds being used. Mm -hmm. And that's old old school stuff too. There, companion plants or like you call them bait plants. You know that to, to, they either run them off. There's plants that can run off pests, and there's other like you said. I love that idea because you know I've got I've got four leech trays doing nothing dutch leech trays i could fill them with hydroton or perlite or pro mix and and, and plant some freaking broccoli <laughs> and on the because it wouldn't because the leech tray is unobtrusive and it'd be perfect for like broccoli or cauliflower or something you know like that to put around a grow room and uh for those of y'all don't know what it is look up dutch leech tray it's fine it's uh it's really made for a 40 inch rockwell slab but you can be uh, innovative and make it make use of it to grow anything. I used to do uh, lettuce. I used to I used to use it as a hydroponic lettuce tray, and I just put I made a foam raft for the top, and then I put my little two inch net pots and I put my lettuce in there and I floated it and I just kept it filled with water with about six hundred parts per million of nutrients in it, and I had lettuce all the time. Just using them Dutch leech trays as uh, like a shallow water culture, I guess you'd call it, or deep water culture, you know, kind of thing. So you can, if you're innovative and inventive and have that kind of mind, you can take stuff you got laying around and do it. But that's excellent. The companion plants, excellent, excellent. Good, you know, nice little segue here. Yep. Wake up, everybody. <laughs> Do you guys have any, sorry, I didn't realize I still had my mic muted. Do you guys use any other kind of, um, I don't know, maybe less conventional IPM? I mean, as for me right now, what I'm trying to start using uh, and to see how it works for IPM is um, the Oriental Herbal Nutrient uh, Korean Natural Farming Style. Um, right now, I think I mentioned it probably last Thursday about how I started a, uh, fermentation on some ginger to see how that does yeah and uh i'll, I'll uh, start doing garlic probably this next week and see how that does as well yeah i, I got but, uh, i owe you an apology brain i didn't get to, I, I told you i was going to go check that out because it's so intriguing and i didn't get a chance <laughs> to do that because i wanted to be able to talk to you next time about it and i'm sorry i'll do i'll, I'll try to make sure i get that before next week so we can talk well, when, you, when it comes up. It's all good. You know, I understand with your uh, eyesight problems and whatnot, how uh, it must be a little more unmotivating to read through something than watch a video, you know. But um, I think that's actually how it is for most people anyway, you know. I, I pretty much, like I said, I just typed that whole thing off the type of, off the top of my head and just included a few pictures in there, you know. But That's the best way to definitely, do it been meaning to go in there and add some links for other youtube channels where they go into depth about how to do it you know because i just don't feel like there's any reason to repeat videos that have been made countless times by other people that go into great detail you know so i'll right. basically yeah. find whatever videos i feel like are most suitable to educate educate whoever's trying to learn about that and I'll, I'll post those up. Hopefully tomorrow I should have plenty of time. You know, I kind of took today as a rest day because uh, it's just been pretty crazy uh, this week. You know, today was really one of the only chances that I was able to really peek in on my garden. I've got like maybe two days to really do stuff in the past week where I'm actually able to 
you know, do whatever needs to get done around the garden or whatever. And uh, so I just haven't had a chance to go and update that post. But like I said, tomorrow it'll get done. I actually took the time out to post a, another video to my YouTube channel about uh, just, just the garden update because things are actually moving along pretty quickly. So uh, that's always good. Awesome. And thank you. Thank you very much for doing that. No problem, hey, guys. Well, I appreciate you guys bringing me on and uh, letting me tell my story. Hopefully it will help somebody out there because it sure has helped me in my way of life has changed. It's just a complete 180. Um, so uh, we had a, a interesting question in chat. He goes, "Do you think that like nurseries and garden centers, the cannabis industry will require uh, incensed nurserymen? What do you What do you mean by that? Oh, licensed nurseries. Is that what you mean? So actually, that's an interesting question. So California actually allows has a whole separate category for nurseries, the um, the class four license in California." Uh, a class for cultivation license is strictly for nurseries. It's actually one of the cheaper licenses to go after as well. It's just a little bit, uh, the market is a little bit, um, I guess, more dicey because you have to rely on, you know, the dis distributing large quantities of clones sometimes can be a little tricky. But, you know, with an entire industry trying to get online overnight, you know, it shouldn't be too big of a problem, at least in the beginning. Plus, you know, when everyone can grow their six, um, or I guess in California, what is it, 12 now per household, I think it is, um, you know, without a medical card. Um, yeah, so I know I'm in I'm in the market for some clones right now, so I uh, finally got that greenhouse up and running, and I got a bunch of stuff potted up while we're, we're getting it, the greenhouse set up, which that'll be a whole video in and of itself, and then, man, I got I to gotta see how much, I got a big project I'm going to be working on here in the next few months, and um, I gotta see how much of that I'll be allowed to uh, to broadcast. Hopefully, they'll let me. <laughs> so, 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 no good videos from uh, what was it Tuesday? Nothing oh yeah, yeah, yeah. At a, a really awesome <laughs> visit. Um, was it Tuesday, Wednesday, Wednesday, Wednesday? I think it was. I went and visited Spectrum King, and that was really freaking cool. Um, Spectrum King is a really, really cool facility. Uh, Brandon and Orr were really awesome. They were kind enough to give me a full tour um, and then spend some time with me. We talked about a bunch of really awesome stuff. Um, and uh, it was really cool. Uh, I got to see a bunch of their new prototype stuff. Um, I think the only one that I'm allowed to talk about right now is uh, they have a, a new greenhouse light that'll be coming out that's similar to the XK600, but it's more of a smaller shadow footprint. So, uh, and it's more watertight so that you don't have to worry about humidity or dripping on top of the unit uh, inside of a greenhouse setting. And then it also is, um, you know, it's a smaller, the unit itself is smaller, so that doesn't cast as much of a shadow. That was pretty cool. I think I'm allowed to talk about that. Everything else, they showed me some really tricked out cool shit. <laughs> And like one of the coolest ones, I'm like I don't think I'm allowed to tell you about, so I won't get myself into trouble. But they got some cool stuff coming out soon, and, and it was really neat. Um, so big shout out to them. Um, if if, there, if anyone else is out there and has a, a can of, you know company, um, I'm always happy to come by for a visit if I'm in the area and shoot some video, and we'll do a video on you guys. Um, 
uh, I just happened to, to be driving up there and he saw that I was driving up through LA and uh, him and I both uh, uh, Spectrum King guys and, and me both know uh, Fish Conjure guy and um, uh, we all got together and uh, uh, you know, uh, you know had, a, had, a, had a cool time over there. They also have a pretty cool testing lab. Um, got a chance to see some Gavitas in a side-by-side -side against the SKs and that was pretty cool. Uh, and uh, I don't know, a bunch of different cool stuff. Um, those guys are really awesome. Again, I can't can't say highly enough. And uh, they're just thanks again for letting us do a tour of your place and doing video there and showing people how uh, you know how their grow lights are made. So that was really cool. Uh, but uh, yeah, I, I will have a bunch of more cool stuff coming up. Again, mo almost everything I've been working on this last week I can't tell you guys about yet. Um, so. <laughs> As soon as they, they make the public announcement, I'll, I'll be sure to scream it from the rooftops, but I'm not allowed to talk until then. But That's right. Can't let the cat out of the bag. No. Sounds you got to make sure everything's secured. I don't. At this point, I'm done talking about anything, even if they told me to, until we have the permits finalized, because I've done that a couple of times on the show where I talk about, like, the, me going to Jamaica in the beginning. We had permitted land. I had the I literally had a copy of it for 1,600 acres all for growing cannabis uh, and then they called a snap election and took away all the land between the time I bought my plane ticket and the time I flew to Jamaica and then we had to reapply all over again in other areas of the island instead and re basically redo all the work that we did and it turned it basically it, it it dramatically complicated the project to the point where that project was supposed to be online quite a long time ago and and now because of things completely out of our control um, is now you know hopefully online by next April um, you know we'll see so you know I, I it's 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 almost it's comical some days how much you know a change in regulation or a change in laws or something just yes, totally throws a wrench in your sprockets there's no get rich quick. There's no get rich quick scheme in cannabis. Um, you, you oh, oh no! If you, you, if you haven't years, gotten, you work you, for years and yes, years. and you I'm pay, this you pay for it in migraines. Still building it. <laughs> you pay for it in migraines and hair pulled out of your skull. Yeah. You could be happy. You could be happy and smoked up and and have a few dollars. But yeah, unless you already have a million dollars. Forget about getting rich quick in cannabis, you know. Just because you moved to Colorado or California ain't going to make you rich in the cannabis industry. Yeah. Sorry, didn't want to pop anybody's balloon or bubble out there. Yeah, no, it's definitely not something you can just drop into and make a ton of money. You need to – it's brutal. Like, first off, you're going <laughs> to – all of your banking – anything having to do with your money situation is going to be audited pretty much automatically. And anything else, like anything you do related to the actual sale of the product is going to be scrutinized to the untieth degree because if they can find one thing to screw you on, they're going to maximize their profits on that. And because you're a cannabis company, no one's going to come to your aid. Um, you know, it gets brutal uh, uh, with some of this stuff. In fact, we talked about this on the show the other day. Uh, what state was it uh, where they caught that guy stealing money from the, the tax payments from the cannabis companies? And there's a cannabis company that paid all their taxes, had had like a copy of the check they sent in or whatever it was for the state and um the, the guy was stealing it stealing money directly out of the, the thing did you remember yeah, what we it talked was about monday i can't remember which one it was brain grow maybe it was I don't last week exactly yeah so um 
Maybe we should cover the the memory stuff in the first part of the show before we're all super stoned. Um, <laughs> um, but uh, but yeah, we just recently went over that um, on how this this tax guy was taking money, and then the cannabis company is getting in trouble over it, and they end up doing some investigating and figure out, oh, it's your state employee. So that wasn't marijuana policy project. No, 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 no. That was that was no, no. Marijuana policy project had to do with PNC Bank getting paranoid about oh, federal changes in federal federal banking regulations. Okay, that's right. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Somebody that was a little bit out about somebody we were talking discussing normal and that today. Oh, actually, on that note, uh, there is something <laughs> that we could talk about, which we'll talk about on the news show, but uh, in depth. But I don't know if you guys saw. I'll touch on it. There's there's a handful of stories that I wanted to touch on on this show just because they're. One of them was so unbelievably offensive that it was just like I can't even begin to to, which we, we talked about on the show on Monday, um, but the Flendo Castle thing was completely insane. The the cop saying that him smelling weed was justification for executing him in front of his wife and child was no. The answer to that is fucking no. You're wrong, and you're disturbed human being for thinking that that's okay and justification for shooting someone. That's the only correct fucking answer. That cop deserves to be in jail. You know. Yeah, I still can't believe that he, he was a ragdoll every night for for murdering that guy in front of his family. There was no reason for him to die like that. But then do you turn around and use cannabis as a justification for that? There's no fucking way, dude. This was a guy that worked <laughs> with kids and did a lot. Yeah, of this guy was an elementary school. First off, no weed was found in the car. Um, it just smelled like weed. It just smelled like weed. Well, the officer claimed to have smelled weed, which, as we all know, thanks to not one, but two separate Supreme Court rulings, smell is not probable cause for a search. Meaning, that means fuck all to that cop. He That is not admissible in court. That is not usable for a search. If that is the premises for a search, all of it can be thrown out in court. You know, so. Yeah, it's not as in plain sight. It's not the same thing, and yep. you need to know that kind of. You need to know your laws too. So if they come to your door, you can say no. You can't come in. Yep. Stay inside that threshold. Once you step out that side, yeah, that do not step out the door either. No matter okay. what they tell you, not go out the door. Yep. <laughs> you can't come in, and I'm not coming out. Yep. Doesn't mean that's gonna win. You're gonna win. Tell, tell them to come back with a warrant. Yeah, that's right. Okay, we discuss that half the time. Sometimes the time they'll force their way in anyway, but if they do, anything admissible is no longer right. admissible. Right. But anything they can see from the door or the through the open windows is they can get you on legally. So Yep. Keep it put away. Yep. Just yeah. to tie this back to the story, you know, and just in general, the most uh, disheartening thing about hearing that is uh knowing that's the country's misunderstanding of cannabis can still be used against us, you know, and was used in the worst way against this guy. Yeah. The absolute worst way. It's justification for murder. There's no justification for that. No, none whatsoever. For those of you who don't know what we're talking about, the guy was stopped. The guy smelled pot. He, he told him he had a gun in the car. It was but registered. First off, registered, and he was registered to carry a concealed weapon as well. And he was a school school guy who worked with children every day. Literally, not only that, special needs children. 
And then the guy was the cop asked him for his paperwork, and he would reach for his paperwork, and he was shot. Yep. So he was complying. He informed the guy he had a, a concealed weapon in the car with a permit, which is not a, required in most states. Only a handful of states require you to inform an officer that you have a concealed weapon with you uh, when you're pulled over. That's a politeness thing. You don't have to do that. Some states require, but most do not. The officer appreciates it if you do. Yes, they will absolutely appreciate it if you do. Don't get me wrong. It'll help you in the long run. I'm not telling you not to do that, but I'm just saying legally, legal obligation-wise. In this case, yeah, you got in my state. Yeah, in my state, yep. you don't even have to show anything. So, And I believe in his state as well, he did not even have to tell the officer that he had a permit. Yep. So, uh, yeah, that was just co completely insane. That, and, and just, it was the longer that Jeff Sessions and, and these other, you know, dinosaurs of the past are in power, the, the more we're, the more people are going to die over stupid shit like this. And, and, and I know there's a lot of racial aspects to this case too, but no one should be dying for racial or cannabis reasons. This is fucking bull. This is 2017, guys. This is America. We're better than this. People need to wake yeah. up. I also, also wanted to mention the fact that um, the NRA uh, went along with this argument, and that's the reason that they have been silent over this whole thing, is that they went along with this whole um, ruse about how this cop smelled cannabis in the car. And I, I believe that they may have found like I, I think we said I think we mentioned on the last show it was like less than a quarter ounce that they found on him or whatever you know total, I think it was but even that how right. many times do they fucking plant it you know how many times they plant that shit in Philadelphia when I grew up all the fucking time all the time they'd plant they'd plant drugs on people right but I was I was just gonna process. I was just gonna yeah, get to it. the point that um uh the NRA used this argument saying that even though he was a um, registered uh, gun owner or however that goes, um, the fact that he uh, may or may not have had some cannabis on him, uh, basically, uh, what's, what's the word I'm looking for, invalidates his license because... Um, in the in the law, I believe it states something or other along the lines you gun where you can't you can't have uh, a controlled substance, yeah. and uh, if if you do, then you, that uh, I guess indicates that you're using the gun irresponsibly or whatever. So, right, yeah, that's what they're doing. But I, I know a lot of people were were angry about the NRA staying silent on the subject, but they. Like I said, they, they went along with the whole fucking bullshit excuse of him having cannabis in the car, and that's why they've remained silent on the subject. So not only once, but twice, this shit was used against him, you know. Mm -hmm. And that's amazing because at the dispensaries in Colorado, they ask you not to carry your concealed weapons in the facility, yep. but they do not stop you from doing it because it's concealed mm -hmm. and I mean people just need to use their brains I mean <laughs> that's the 
Like, yeah, I mean, it's just, it just, that. it's just like it's. You don't have to use your brain to see for your own eyes how far the government went in this case to justify murdering Murder. an African American citizen. Well, he was Hispanic, I believe. Wasn't he? The fact, well, I think he was half. But uh, either way, um, you know, uh, he had he had a he had his permit to carry, you know, and they went to great lengths to try to discredit that, you know, and not only that, but justify murder. You know, the fucking cop got off scotch free, which is bullshit. That's so, like saying I saw him have I saw a beer I saw an open beer so I shot him. Yep. So, so he did end up getting off. That is just yeah. Wow. It's psychotic. Yeah. Scotch free I too. Guarantee you will never show his fucking face in public. Oh yeah, he's one of those guys that disappears to the the Cayman Islands and the Caribbean or you know wherever the fuck they hide those cops these days. Now you know what? Here's the deal: How many cops out there are? Does everybody know? On a first, you know, what was his name? That that guy, that one cop that killed the the goofy looking one with the big ears. I don't, Daryl Wilson, I think it was. He got uh, uh, assaulted and thrown out of a, a restaurant on three separate occasions, and like all this other stuff. Like these guys are, you know, that's that's how you want you want to make sure these guys this stuff ends. You make sure that anytime this guy goes out with his family, you fucking call that asshole out. You make sure if you see his ass at a restaurant. You go yell at his ass. You call his ass out. You make sure these assholes can't fucking go anywhere in the United States without people making their life hell, miserable, refusing them service. You know, that's how you do it. Don't harm them. Don't assault them. Don't hurt their family. Don't hurt their kids. Don't do any of that shit. Make their lives hell. Make the, the, the cops that kill these people, their lives hell. But don't hurt, you know, their, their family, their kids, they didn't do nothing. Don't, and I fucking hate it when people fucking say to do that shit. You know, they didn't do that. But find where that asshole ran off to and make sure that every time he goes to the grocery store, all the clerks know who he is, you know, and make their life shitty as fuck. That's how you get back at this. Because if they know that they can't, their life is over the moment they pull any of this bullshit and they, they you know, they're, they're going to remember that. Think of their family. Think of their kids' future. Think of all that shit and how much, you know, they're going to be affected by the negative impact that their actions will have. That's how you end this shit by making it socially unacceptable. Absolutely. And that was our rant of the evening, everyone. Yeah. Yeah. Once in a while, I get all worked up and brought to you by um, Oral Florals. No. <laughs> no. 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 Just, no, no. no I just can't sponsor. Send your letters. <laughs> oh no! Yeah, you can do the Marty part. Complaints, complaints, and and feedback to uh, potentponics at gmail dot. Or I'm sorry, apmeds at gmail dot com. That's Marty. Yeah. Oh, or or uh, Marty White, Marty Wydell on on Facebook. Make sure. No, no, no. <laughs> um. Uh, they know we're just kidding. Yeah. They know we're just kidding. Um. Uh, but this uh, there's one other case that I want to bring up because this is going to have. Enormous um, implications for the entire cannabis market throughout the United States, as well as banking. <laughs> and it just happened today. Actually, yesterday. So yesterday, Bank of America was named as a civil defend or as a defendant in an Oregon civil RICO case. Now, this is the first time uh, the feds have used RICO laws 
to go after a an na- uh, international corporation like Bank of America. Uh, uh, second of all, one of the six big banks. They've never done that before. And third of all, they, they've never used they never used RICO. They never go after a big bank. And this is going to set theoretically could set case law and push the banking issue one way or the other. Meaning force the feds to fuck off about RICO cases. Meaning if that's the case and they don't ever have to worry about the RICO prosecutions, banks have a much much less liability than um, in order to uh, to deal with. Uh, these these cannabis companies, the RICO liability is one of the biggest reasons why they don't deal with them right now. So depending on how this goes, could solve this once and for all, or it could make it so that it's even harder than it already is to do it to do cannabis business. So um, this is going to be a huge case, and it's going to have enormous implications for the entire industry. Uh, and I haven't really heard anybody talk about it yet. I know I my roommate showed me this today. Um, and I was just like, what? Because it's fucking crazy. Um, but basically, they're naming them as a defendant because they own the uh, bank loan, uh, own the, the loan and the mortgage on a property that was being used by a dispensary uh, that the feds are going after in a RICO case, uh, you know, despite the fact that, you know, we're meeting state law and blah, 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 blah. Um, but they're saying that the Bank of America knowingly permitted in the production and processing of cannabis to continue uh, after uh, and were deriving profit from such activities monthly since November of 2015. Um, but yeah, that's going to have, again, huge implications uh, for the entire cannabis market, uh, depending on how that case goes one way, like regardless of how it ends. Um, so sort of a settlement or something weird. Uh, HC Music says, uh, "Charge them double for mute, for donuts if you see if you're a donut shop owner." <laughs> That's in regards to like treating them. So, like yeah, yeah. So the old story, the last rant during the rant. Yes. Yeah, yeah. Addressing the rant. But I wanted to touch on those real quick, and then um, I think we're gonna wrap up the show unless anybody else has anything. Um, Big thank you to Ouroboros Farms. Um, again, we will have the set of classes up here soon. Uh, um, now that I'm up and not too far from where he is, I'll be able to, to touch base with him in the next week and get those up uh, for the classes for the rest of the year for the cannabis and medicinal herbs. Um, and uh, yeah, uh, thanks again, Spectrum King, for letting us visit. Um, big, uh, be sure to sh- check out uh, Marty's um, uh Patreon. Uh, I think he's AP Meds on Patreon. Um, I forget what the exact thing is. I know he's putting a lot of effort and content into it, uh, um, and he's having to do that with juggling a new baby. So, um, you know, be sure to go and show him some love. Okay. Patreon's a new, another new uh, social media thing. Uh, it's it's like a a way where you can charge a small amount of money and people can support you and you can put it like a little bit of content that gets put out earlier there before it goes on YouTube. It's like a way to, to way to have like a premium area of, of your content that you can, you know, offer people a few extra things. Uh, I know, uh, Rob Bob uh, out there does it and Marty does it and a handful of other AP people do it. Uh, I think, uh, 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 what's his name? Rob Torsellini has got a really good one. You can check him out as well. Um, I've met, had a pleasure of meeting him a couple of times. So, 
definitely uh, check them out as well. Um, uh, Brain Grow, uh, let's tell people how to find you. Uh, yeah, you can find me on Instagram at B-R-A-Y-N-E underscore G-R-O. And my YouTube channel is the same thing. And like I mentioned earlier, I uh, took the time earlier today to go through and uh, basically make a garden update video to explain what's been going on lately and uh, what's fixing to start happening. So uh, I'll finally be having some new strains that I'll be able to take into flowering pretty soon. So um, I'm definitely looking forward to that as I've pretty much been limited to the two strains that I've been growing for a while now. So. Oh well, yeah, that's, you are. That's <laughs> yeah, and then and then uh, also uh, Roger will plug it later because he's he's a moderator of the website. But also uh, you can uh, have open conversations with me over at uh, I Love Growing under the same name Brain Grow. So uh, check that out as well. Awesome. Thank um, you. How can uh, people find you there, uh, Hogmaster? <laughs> um, I'm also on I love growing marijuana.com at the forum. Um, if anybody has any questions for me about anything from growing to getting off of pharmaceuticals, you can find me there. Alrighty. Roger, how about you? Well, I'm still, I'm working on my network and I can't discuss that either at this point because, you know, it's the same kind of deal. Uh, but I am do, I'm the administrator at ilovegrowingmarijuana.com and kind of turned out to kind of like an ilovegrowingmarijuana.com show tonight with some expert core, uh, you know, um, expert um, knowledge shared by Steve on a bunch of topics, which was really cool because we haven't had a show since I've been on that Steve uh, was able to share so much himself. You know, on the, I thought it was pretty cool when we got into the biologicals and kind of rehashed some of the shows that, you know, so it was kind of nice having Hogmaster on, you know, and, and Brain Grow all talking about the past two or three shows and then clarifying some of that information. You know, I mean, I could see how that would be if you had, if I hadn't been doing this for 12 years, I could see how it would be mind boggling some of what we talk about or what, when you guys start talking. And that's why I'm most going, wait, wait a minute, wait a minute, wait a minute. You know, what is that? You tell them what that means, you know. Okay. But uh yeah, it's a great, great night. It's nice, it's very nice. It's a great show tonight. But that's where I'm at, Olive Growing Marijuana dot com. We've got a network uh that does also uh kind of fall into that uh premium level coming up uh, for some live support, one on one live. And we also have a store where we're gonna be selling all the specialty products and I'm trying to hook up selling everything that's ever here on the show as part of the panel that gives me a little bit of uh, insight, like uh, like uh, I, I feel bad. Was it Gavin from Mammoth P? Uh, Colin. Colin. Okay, there was Colin and Gavin. I know that's what they yeah, right. Anyway, Colin. Colin openly said, "Oh well, you know, you can get some samples from me. I'll, you know, blah blah blah." But I also tried to. I, I talked to him that. about maybe. You, so you can, go on their, it on. you can go on their website and they have a sample thing and the, you put in your information and then depending on where you live, they'll either send one to you or they'll direct you to a nearby hydro store to pick up a sample. Right. They've got a program where if you go to your local hydro store, they will send the, and you can get them to sign up. You can actually just say if they want to sign up, they'll get registered and then you can get free samples at the store. And that, that's how the program that is in place. Thank you, Steve. That was good. Yeah, it was good memory there. 
but we're going to try to get where we can uh, we can carry products like that and the and see what Black Dog and Spectrum King might do with us and try to add. I don't want to be your same old online hydro store. I want to have specialty products and things that are especially made for high level uh, cannabis growing and things that we use that we know that works. Not everything on the planet and again we'll be getting away mostly of uh we won't be selling we're not going to sell chemical nutrients really so i'm going to be selling robert's nutrients and that's about it so that's what i'm doing building the network and hanging out with steve mondays and thursdays monday we got last week in cannabis where we discussed a bunch of news uh articles about cannabis politics and um you know rail on jeff sessions a little bit if we can you know oh yeah i think we're going to have to just, I, I think until he's gone, because he comes up now so much, we're just going to have to have like a This Week in Jeff Sessions or like, you know, <laughs> Sessions Shit or some shit like that. Maybe we'll just do Sessions Shit. Do a whole, sh do a whole show on Sessions Shit. Yeah, there you go. Well, you know, we should do like a roast when he's done. You know, when he finally <laughs> gets fired. We should just do like, you know. The Growing with Fish's roast of Jess Sessions. We gotta get yeah, we, should, we should do that. We should do that every time an attorney general or a DEA head of the DEA leaves. That'd be great. Let's go over all the shit they did wrong. That'd be kind of funny. That'd be fun. One thing I wanted to mention, uh, and I, I know, I think I said it on the news show, but I wanna. It was too good a news for me not to share. Um, and if I said this again last week on last Thursday, apologies. Um, uh has made a huge uh, turn for the better health-wise um, and has actually he's, uh, stabilized quite a bit and he's now doing much better than he was. I know he, he was lo not looking super great um, for his uh, prognosis for a bit, but it looks like uh, they were wrong initially on what they thought was wrong. So, you know, that's really, really awesome. Uh, you, you, the name of who you talk, were speaking of, Steve, broke up when uh, you said it on my end. So could you repeat whose name you're talking well, about? Sure. Um, uh, what the hell is it called? Oh, Dennis Perone. Uh, Dennis Perone is the one. Uh, for those of you guys who don't know who Dennis Perone is, uh, right. Dennis Perone is the uh, grandfather of, of cannabis, of medical cannabis, or why any of you guys, or any of us, why are we even a show right now? He's the one who wrote California 215 and got the ball rolling on medical cannabis in the United States. And without him, none of us would be doing this right now. And I had the pleasure of meeting him on actually multiple occasions. Uh, and, uh, you know, I couldn't be more grateful for that opportunity. And uh, I'm so happy to hear that his health is doing better than it was because it wasn't not looking good there for a minute. So I know we did kind of a, a tribute podcast to him a couple months ago because it wasn't looking too great. And it's nice to hear that, uh, you know, he thinks, uh, you know, we, we both agree that those doctors are full of shit. And uh, it's good to see that he's doing better. Tributes. Tributes. Well, good show tonight, Steve. Yep, thanks. And uh, I'm going to, um, if you guys want to reach me, you can always email me at potentponics at gmail.com. Uh, if you have any questions, feedback, um, you know, guests for the show, uh, we're definitely looking for some more guests. I have a couple of people queued up. Next week will be Quest Hydropo uh, Quest Humidifiers. Um, they're originally going to be on along with, uh, actually he was on the show uh, during Mammoth P and then he had to leave uh, because something came up last minute. So um, with us next week and then 
Uh, I have a couple other people that I'm in talks with, but uh, we definitely could use a few more people in the um, in the queue. So if you know anyone else or you guys have people you'd like to review, uh, please definitely email me or leave a comment in the video. And um, uh, you know, for those of you who don't know as well, uh, I did set up um, SoundCloud, so definitely go check out SoundCloud if you need um, if you want to listen to the audio version of the uh, the podcast. So. Thanks especially and, uh, to everybody yeah. who takes the time to to view us live, guys. We appreciate y'all. Thank you, and, and thanks for your questions, too. It definitely adds to the show. And oh, yeah. I really appreciate you guys having me on. It's an honor to be on. Thanks Anytime. You're welcome. To, and we enjoy we enjoy having you, and we also enjoy, you know, Marty and I started this originally, and there really wasn't anyone else that we could do the show you know, in the beginning. And now we have a, we have me and Marty and to a lesser extent fish ganja guy and, and, and Roger now and, and brain grow that are all now regular, you know, on the show, almost every episode or as many as episodes as they're able to. And, um, you know, we have, you know, we don't have everybody every week, but we have, you know, at least three or four people every week now. And, and it's re you know, really adds to the show and we have, you know, different questions or different people's opinions or different people's experiences. And, and I've loved to see, I really enjoy how the show has grown. So thanks for everyone's support and, and continued support. And again, if you have anyone that you want on the show, please, please let us know. And, uh, and or if you want to be on the show, let us know what you do and, and why you think you should be on the show and, and maybe we'll pick you. So um, thanks a lot. And uh, we'll see you guys next week. Take care. Well, I guess Bye, we'll see you on Monday when we do the, uh, the new show. Last week in cannabis. Yep. Alrighty. Take care, guys. Cheers.